the square up there, and then you'll see the presentation here as we go by. So uh, we're just starting our presentation Deals. now. So again, Tribal welcome knowledge. everyone to Texas Re Resources. Excited to Training. have you all here with Coaching. us as we go through Partnering. our presentation tonight. We and are Texas's to largest real estate investor association of investors in ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ。ニトリ
And he's like, I, he felt pretty blown away by that. And I felt pretty good to be able to, to do that and to be able to say that. And I can tell you what, that if I were still working in corporate America, I don't know that I would be able to say that. But because I work in real estate, I'm able to say that. And it feels so incredibly fantastic to be able to do that, be able to share the joy, uh, be able to share the experience, be able to share financially, right? And I'm sure you guys are, many of you guys are here because you want to either increase what you're earning, either do something completely different than what you're doing, uh, or do have a little side hustle, right? Uh, or just completely get up and, and, and say, what did, what, did the, what did the Burger King people say last week on the, on the, on the marquee of the Burger King sign? We all quit. <laughs> how many of you guys would, how many of you guys would like to put up a marquee right in front of your cubicle that just says, "We all quit." <laughs> it's okay. I won't turn the cameras on you guys yet, okay? So no one will know. Your boss won't know. Uh, but uh, that's one of the things that we get to do as part of the Real Estate Investor Association. And it, was, it is uh, very much because of that first investor association that I joined that I later took over that I bought and I grew into what we call uh, Texas RIAs and what we're all sitting here today uh, to be able to enjoy. And we're going to share with you guys today some of the different strategies that we use in our own business. So we talked about some of those strategies earlier today, right? So we talked about buying subject two to be able to overcome what we call that investor glass ceiling. Uh, we're going to share with you about 11 additional strategies that we've learned over almost two decades of investing in real estate. Uh, now, is, are, are you guys just going to walk out of this meeting and be like, all right, I got everything I need, right? Throw me in the ring. I'm ready to do this. How many of you guys are expecting that tonight? Okay, one of you? Come on, it's okay. A couple of you guys are. Because this should be easy, right? Real estate investing, should, I saw, I, 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 I watched an episode of HGTV last night. It's, it's, it, it, it's easy, right? They make it look easy. And, and the thing about HGTV is, oh, guys, I see some of you guys in the back. Come on up here. Come on. Come on down. Uh, we've got four seats right here in the very front row. You guys are welcome to join us up here. Yeah. You can bring your cocktails, too. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, actually, go get me a cocktail. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so so uh, that's one of the things, again, that we get to do as part of Texas Re is we get to share that knowledge and uh, share with, uh, again, a group of local, ethical, educated real estate investors uh, to be able to grow our wealth. But you won't, you won't, I, I can't down, as much as I wish as I could download, uh, gosh, almost two decades of real estate investing experience in the next two and a half hours that we're probably going to be here together. I'm going to be a little hard pressed to do that, but I'm going to give you an idea of what we've learned and how you guys can implement it in your own business for sure. Uh, so, so, and then, and then you guys are all just going to memorize it, right? Because it looks like just judging from the, you're going to screenshot it. Okay. I was going to say, you guys all have photographic memories or you all have Cam cameras. Okay. A couple of you guys brought notebooks. All right. Thank you. Uh, the rest of you are like, where's the popcorn? Is the movie starting? I'm ready. Okay. So, so it, it, are you going to be able to memorize and implement starting tonight or starting tomorrow morning? 
You might be hard-pressed to be able to do that, okay? So, so I, I, I always find it entertaining that because of HGTV, people, like, look and say, well, okay, well, I saw it, so it looks so easy there, so I'm just going to run out and go and do this tomorrow, right? It's like, it's, it, well, it, 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 it's, it's somewhere between a cross between that and, I don't know, maybe, like, doing heart surgery, okay? Okay, so, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm saying that kind of jokingly, but I'm also very serious. There are a lot of different things that we learn as real estate investors. In fact, is it? What's your name, ma'am? I can't. Sarah, would you help me kind of show them what I've learned as being a real estate investor? Okay. So Sarah's going to get to be my Vanna White. So, so Sarah, I'm going to ask you to unfold this. And, uh, and I'll just kind of talk a little bit about what this is that she's unfolding. So uh, my husband is, uh, was a double major, computer science and electrical engineering. And, and then I'm going to ask you to, like, walk in front of the camera so the folks that are online can see it, too. No, the camera's like, no, right, get behind me. Yeah, get behind me. Um, you should stay in my, it's got my place right there. Yeah, okay. For those of you guys online, this is what it looks like. And, and then I'll ask you to just kind of walk up and down the aisle. You can do that now. Walk down? Walk up and down. Oh, yeah, show them. Yeah, yeah. Now watch your step. Watch your step because we have some wires here. Okay, so, so this, is, this is a little bit of, uh, we call this the 272 different things that we've learned since we started investing in real estate. And what we did was we broke this down, and you can tell my husband is major left-brainer uh, because of his background, so he used that to, uh, to, to develop that, that blueprint. And it breaks it down into the different strategies that we use as real estate investors, the different marketing strategies that we have to use to even be able to get those deals, uh, what we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor, which is um, how, to, how to do the sales, how to do the negotiation, how to make that effortless. We talk about the analysis and due diligence for real estate investing, the funding of deals, and then ultimately the operations side of the business, which is going from swinging your own hammer in the business to allowing somebody else to swing that hammer for you. And that's when you can really grow and scale. And for those of you guys who are investing, sometimes I see a lot of people who will say, well, I'm, I'm investing, right? I'm, I'm doing the thing, but I'm not getting the result that I want at the end of the day. Why do you think that might be? It's that last bullet point that's on there. Why do you think that might be? Lack of knowledge? Because they, they haven't figured out how to scale their business. Why haven't they haven't figured out how to scale their business? Because they're, they're working in their business. They're not working on their business. So this last side of this uh, blueprint is actually going. Thank you so much. How would you, how, should, should we give this to her? Yeah, I think so too. All right, yeah. So I want to give this to her. You can you can take the little uh, thingy right there. So uh, and I'll make sure you guys have an opportunity to get it too. I saw some of you guys taking pictures of it. Your pictures are going to be like, I don't even know what your pictures are going to look like. But but listen, I brought uh, I've got some of my staff members here tonight, and uh, they made some copies of this, and they're folding it up to give it to you guys. Now I will um, say. Um, I don't know how many people are in this room, but I'll tell you right now, we were not expecting all of you uh, tonight. So that's why uh, we had to bring in some chairs. And, and later, maybe as more people show up, I might have some of you guys uh, have, have some people sit on your laps. Now, that's a bonus. Like, I did, it was an advertised bonus, uh, but uh, that may be happening tonight, too. So uh, as we go through the presentation, guys, and uh, let's see if I can get this going. There we go. Uh, so as we go through the presentation tonight, we're going to break down all of those different parts of our business, and we're going to share with you what we did to be able to build a business uh, that I um, have been able to not have to update my resume since 2003. So, so yeah, you can, you can just, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, so I can tell the IT people are not clapping because the IT people in the back of the room who are not clapping know that my resume is in some version of DOS, that even the techiest of the techie people here tonight are not going to be able to resurrect that thing. And I wouldn't want you to because I love what I do as a real estate investor. And it feels really wonderful to be able to do that and also to be able to have that control over my life, uh, over my business, uh, over my joy. And um, we're going to share with you again the things that we learned uh, but if you do not do them, uh, there's, 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 there's one, there's one thing that you have to do to be su- really successful. What is that? Implement. Implement, take action. What else? Implement, take action, apply it. What else? C- who said that? Consistency. A lot of people think, oh, the reason why I'm not doing insert item here is because I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the information. Well, one of my favorite quotes, uh, it says, uh, information is not the problem. There's enough information out there, especially right now, for all of us to be billionaires with six-pack abs. All the, the, the information's out there. Yes, yes? But what makes it work for someone? It's that consistency, right? Tell me what you do day in and day out. Show me what's on your calendar. And then I will really tell you who you are and what you're ultimately going to achieve. Right. And that comes, you know, whether you're trying to achieve six pack abs or whether you're trying to achieve a a real business in real estate. So uh, we'll talk about how you can implement that consistency, how we'll how we recommend you guys take dramatic action uh, in order for you all to be successful as a real estate investor as well. So I'll start with uh, some of the slides. So tonight, as we go through the presentation, uh, we're going to do our tips. So we every week uh, on our uh, Instagram, on our Facebook on our go-to webinar. So hello, all of you guys who are on all of those channels with us again. Uh, we do a tip of the week. We do a market update. We do a market forecast. And then we also share with you some of the different strategies that we have implemented over the last over 18 years of investing in real estate and how we have pivoted in terms of those strategies to um, really be able to survive, not just survive, but really be able to, th- to, to thrive. And some of the things that uh, we've learned in different parts of the market cycle, we've implemented in this part of the market cycle. Uh, now, I will say uh, uh, 15, 16 months ago, no one knew uh, what was going to happen in the market. So a lot of people predicted that the market was going to go uh, downhill very quickly. It was going to be even worse than 2008. And as it turned out, it was 100% the exact opposite. And what's fascinating is this disruption, and as opposed to the last disruption, which created an incredible amount of havoc in the real estate industry, this is creating havoc, right? It's creating additional disruption, but it's creating it in the opposite way. So for me, after almost two decades, I'll say that this is by far the best market that I've ever seen um, in, in, in my experience as a real estate investor. And it is 100% a result of the disruption, plus some things that we had that were leading up to this even before the disruption that we, uh, that we had. And I'll tell you that uh, we're obviously in a very fluid situation, a very dynamic situation. Uh, add new uh, president in here. Um, add new, uh, uh, you know, add the foreclosure moratoriums, the eviction moratoriums in here. And there are a lot of things to sort of get used to and be able to um, flow with in order to make sure that you are able to profit off of it. And uh, there's a there's a saying I think uh, I think this is Winston Churchill never let a good crisis go to rate go to waste. Uh, opportunities do arise from disruptions, and I want you guys to be able to take advantage of this opportunity in the same way that we have. And um, 
invite you to uh, join our tribe and invest with us. So um, we'll uh, uh, go ahead and go to what we call our tip of the week. So today's uh, tip of the week is what I call burning $100 bills. And you can see some of the other tips uh, that we've shared previously. In fact, we did a little uh, talk about wholesalers uh, earlier. uh, Just so you guys, if you've not yet dealt with wholesalers, you'll know what that looks like. If you guys want to see or hear me sort of verbalize some of these old tips, what I've got in this prior tip area, uh, you're welcome to uh, check out our uh, YouTube page, our uh, Facebook page, um, our podcast, any of those things. We've got all of those things because uh, sometimes I know that people are YouTube folks. Sometimes I know that people are podcast. I'm a, I'm a podcast person. Uh, sometimes I know people are on Instagram and watching this and, and, and all the other channels that we're on. So uh, please know if you want to go back, I've got recordings of all of these uh, out there as well. But today's tip uh, I want to talk about is uh, something that I call uh, burning $100 bills. So um, and I know there's someone in here who has a $100 bill that I, it w- I'd like to just kind of, someone. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I was just saying, and Nick noticed this too. Nick just said, well, you said, but you said burn it. Right. So, so that's why Nick didn't even adjust to get his wallet out. But what is your name? Tori. Okay. This is Tori's $100 bill. Now I have to ask the next question, which is, um, who has a lighter? (laughs) Oh, really? There are no smokers in this room. Really? Really? Oh, she has a lighter too. Okay. Tori, you don't. Someone has a lighter in this room. Oh, you do. She does. Okay. So what strategies as real estate investors do we use? Name some strategies. Oh, don't, don't, don't let Tori's $100 bill go to, go to get burnt here. Help Tori out. Ma- okay, marketing. But what kind of strategies do we use when we're buying and selling? Fix and flip? Buying subject to? Burrs. What else? Seller finance? What else? Say it again. Hard money, okay, what else? House hacking, okay, what else? Driving for dollars, that's a marketing strategy. So some of you guys have said marketing strategies, some of you guys have said financing strategies. We use 12 strategies, I didn't hear 12 strategies uh, uh, listed out. Somebody took a picture of that blueprint, it's probably like maybe like, this is open book, <laughs> it is on there, yeah. So it's like, oh, that picture's not worth something, yeah. So, so, so guys, listen, if you are not using different strategies, what are you effectively doing with your marketing money? This is, I know, some of you are cringing. I'm cringing, I'm cringing, I'm still cringing. Name some more strategies. Wholesaling, okay, good. What else? What else you got for me? Taxes? Oh, this is getting really close. This is getting so close. Okay, we've got it. Um, honey, um, I'm going to need to replace Tori's $100 bill. I'm going to need to replace this. I accidentally, we had a little accident. We had a little accident. I'm serious. 
I need you to pull, get a $100 bill out of your wallet. Okay. You don't? Okay. Here's a dollar. Will that work? Okay. Okay. In, in my wallet, in the front pocket, you'll take this one. Okay. So do you want me to sign it too? I mean, what do you, uh, okay, well, hold on. Does anybody have one of those pins to make sure that his $100 bill is good for Tories? Yeah. Okay. So, so, and then Thomas, I see you back there. Thomas, Tori let me light her $100 bill on fire in front of everyone. And like, where were you guys supporting her? I asked you guys, okay, this looks pretty good to me. Do you, is that acceptable to you? Okay. Will you bring, will you bring Tori a blueprint for me too? Okay. So everyone's like, burn my hundred dollar bill next. I want a blueprint. <laughs> here you go. So thank you. So, so, so here's, here's what I want to tell you. I, w- I don't want any of you guys to burn $100 bills, right? I want you guys to have strategies so that you're not wasting your marketing money. And what I find is a lot of new real estate investors waste their marketing money. Thank you, Thomas. This is Tori right here. She'll take that. Uh, What I find is a lot of new investors waste their marketing money because they only use one strategy, right? I didn't see it here. A single one of you who were calling out strategies lists multiple strategies, right? And that made me like, you know, like I was, and and that kind of made me like excited, like I'm getting hot, but it could have been a hot flash. Uh, there's that's happening now too but 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 the the idea here is you guys like how many of you guys were cringing ma'am you were cringing I was yeah I mean I was cringing like that made me cringe I want you guys whenever you're doing marketing just make me just this one commitment pull out a hundred dollar bill every time your phone rings okay somebody better write this down I'm going to pull out a $100 bill every time the phone rings from my marketing. And if I end up getting off the phone with that person and not having it what? Not having it under contract? What have you just done? You've burned a $100 bill. But there's something very interesting about when you become a real estate investor and you start spending money on marketing you lose that connection. You say, ah, it wasn't really a deal. Huh. Huh. Why, why, what are things that we would say are not really deals? Give me an example. They want full price. I know how to make money when they want full price. Do you guys know how to make money when they want full price? What do you do when they want full price? Talk them down. <laughs> Burn a $100 bill. Talk them down. What do you do? Are there any realtors in the room? Are there any realtors in the room? Okay. Do realtors ever pay marketing fees when they get leads? They don't pay referral fees. Notice I didn't say you didn't use the word referral fees. Notice I used the word marketing fees. Do realtors pay company to create leads for them? Yes. Now, all of a sudden, are you going to go from being a real estate investor to, no, I just make leads for realtors. I'm just a marketing company for realtors. And then who can now pay you? A realtor. I know how to make money when that happens. I want you guys to be able to know how to make money when that happens. Because I don't want you to get off the phone with someone saying, it wasn't a deal. Because when I, when I hear that, that frustrates me. There's a deal to be made in every situation, including when there is 
negative equity. What strategy do you use when there's negative equity? Equity. Don't make me burn another $100 bill. What do you do when there's negative equity? I heard it, I heard it, I heard it somewhere back there. You could do a short sale. What else could you do? You said it. A wraparound mortgage. Who's going to buy a property that doesn't have equity? Who's going to buy a property that, that has negative equity? Who? You. The bank? No. No. You. Why would you do that? <laughs> what I explained earlier. Okay. Are there some people who cannot get loans because maybe they're first-generation Americans who might have a lot of mattress money? I don't know. Mattress money is pretty good money to me, right? There are a lot of people out there like that. But if you don't have that strategy in your back pocket, how likely are you going to be able to make a deal out of that? You're not. And you're going to burn a $100 bill. So that's the lesson. That's today's tip uh, as, as, part of the, as part of our uh, meeting today. So I want to make sure you guys have that in every... Oops, let me see. Let me get back to speaker. Let me see if I can get to here. All right, here we go. So I want, it, I want you guys to keep that in mind. In fact, as Phil comes up to present in the next couple of minutes, he's going to give you guys more examples of the different things that you can use as strategies, no matter what the equity position is. Because for me, um, my rule, and, and you guys can borrow my rule anytime, my rule is I want to make money every time the phone rings. I want to make money every time the phone rings. And I want to have strategies to be able to do that. I want to get creative to be able to do that. I want to make my mind work because I don't want to waste and throw away my marketing money. All right, so let's talk about uh, last year. Let's talk about this year. Let's talk about the full forecast for this year. So we expect our sales to be up between 20 and 25%. Again, as a result of this disruption. And because we have an inventory problem, we expect sales prices to be up somewhere between 25 and 30% year over year. That's the highest we've ever had it go up Probably since, well, definitely since I've been investing in real estate. Typically, it's anywhere from 5% to 8%. So we're basically doubling, tripling that amount for what we're seeing right now. And why do we have an inventory problem? Who knows why we have an inventory problem? What's happening right now that's causing this inventory disruption? Basic laws of economics, right? Supply and demand. What's causing the supply to be off? Let me cut this part short. Because I don't want to be here all night. I'm just going to give you the answer, okay? There are about 13 and probably more different reasons why our inventory is off, why we have a supply issue, right? Uh, so we have a little uncertainty in the market, do we not? And when people get uncertain, I feel like they act like a, a, a what does a possum do when they, like, you get close to them? If I pretend like I'm dead, will they even notice? It's like I just stay here until they just go away. What do you think people do? What do you think people did last year? They said, um, in fact, even the people who had their properties on the market said, I'm going to take my property off because I don't know what's going to happen. So when people start to get scared, a lot of times that fear and that uncertainty paralyzes them, which has reduced the number of homes that people have put on the market. And then there's the idea of, well, if I sell my house, where do I go? There's nowhere to go. I want to know where to go. I have no idea. And then uh, thinking about are the potential buyers who are coming into my home healthy? You know, do I have to hand sanitize the entire place, right, after every person leaves? And what if you have someone who's 
uh, immunity system is compromised that you live with? Are you going to put that house on the market? No. And if you are in Zoom meetings all day long with your boss and your colleagues and your kids are in Zoom meetings and taking tests and quizzes and your dog's going bananas because the dogs are going bananas these days, uh, and, you know, are you going to be able to open up your house? You can't go to the Starbucks because the Starbucks has taken away all of their chairs. We brought them all here tonight, but the Starbucks has taken away all their chairs. There's nowhere to go and sit. There's nowhere to go, right? Uh, low interest rates are motivating buyers to get into the market. Low interest rates are causing owners to refinance. How many of you guys over the last 15, 16 months did a home improvement project? Oh, yeah. Why? Because your home is your sanctuary. Yes. And then you want to make it more of a sanctuary because you're there more than ever. And I am curious. So um, I have to admit, I made a, uh, how many of you guys during the last 16 months made a small appliance purchase? Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I did too. I bought a yogurt maker. What was I thinking? How many of you guys bought an air fryer? It's okay. I knew it. I knew it. As soon as I say air fryer, I knew it was going to be some of you guys. So, so this is what we do when we're home, right? We were like, oh, I'd like to move this, you know, chair, move this rock or add this deck, right? So that's what a lot of people did. You saw a lot of refinancing as well in home improvement process, uh, projects. The last market cycle, 2008, changed how builders build and develop forever. They don't want to build speculatively anymore because they don't want to get caught holding the bag in the same way they got caught, caught holding the bag in 2008, right? Uh, labor shortages. Uh, man, you see it in the news all the time. All the people that are getting arrested at the border. Who are these people? These are people who come to work. In fact, what kind of work do they come to do? Yeah, that would be the work we don't want to do. Yes. And we're stopping them from coming over. Right. And I mean, this is a very controversial issue. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I'll, 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 I'll kick that. I'll kick that one away. Uh, but it is stopping, you know, would be laborers, would be contractors from, from getting over here to help us uh, uh, build the need that we have right now. Prices have gone up for labor materials and for land city permitting and building codes make homes more expensive. Really that's true. in just about every single major city across Texas, except for Houston, where you can build a pawn shop, next to a daycare, next to a strip club, next to, um, um, next to a dollar store. I don't know. Right. It's like, you see what you, you want to, you want to build something? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You need no, don't need a permit. You want to take up every cent your square foot. Yeah. Build all over the land. That's fine. Uh, but everywhere else that's been a problem. And then of course the Elon effect, right? Elon Musk puts on a cowboy hat, sits with Greg Abbott, says I'm a Texas now, a Texan now. And what did, what did that make a bunch of Californians want to come and do? Move. Who are, who are you in here from California? Ah, so, so, so my car is the car in the parking lot that has the bumper sticker that says, don't California, my Texas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that gets a round of applause. Okay. No, no, no seriously, uh, seriously. Uh, welcome everyone. I know people are moved in here from all over the place, uh, but that is a little joke that we have here in Texas. Uh, some homeowners are wanting to keep their, uh, how many of you guys still have your first home and kept it as a rental? or kept it as an Airbnb, right? So that is a trend as well. So some of those homes are not being let out on the market. Institutional buyers are looking for opportunities. There was a whole community in Conroe 
uh, of about 150 houses that about two months ago was reported in the Wall Street Journal that an institutional buyer came in and bought up that entire community. And then one of my colleagues, uh, who's a land developer, was contacted by a $100 billion pension fund in Iceland. What? They even had a $100 billion there? Yes. And guess where they want to invest it? Here in Texas. Did you know that that is part of your competition? Probably not. But it's one of the things that's causing the supply chain dis disruption. Uh, many houses are not going to foreclosure as a result of some of the government assistance. And it feels like uh, forever ago. And I know it didn't hit Houston as hard as it hit, for example, Dallas and San Antonio. But the snowstorm, right, slowed everybody down and pulled houses off of the market. And that's when we realized that we not only have a, sh a shortage of, of uh, materials, but specifically a shortage of copper, right? So I don't know if you guys had to, had calling plumbers who said, I don't have any more copper to be able to come and make these repairs. And we actually had a shortage of plumbers as well. So all of those things are causing a little bit of uh, hysteria in terms of our low inventory. And uh, also uh, want to, again, invite you guys. So I know you guys are, are alive with us. So And Phil, do you, would, you mind, um, get, would you mind panning the room if it, that's okay? So I, I'd ask who wants to um, say we all quit to their bosses and a couple people raise their hands. So just, just the, yeah, yeah. So yeah, oh, go full screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ah, it keeps on switching on me. There we go. Is that okay? Awesome. So uh, we won't uh, call you out if you said you wanted to quit to your boss, but just wave to the camera so just everyone who's online with us can see who's here. Awesome, 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 awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Very cool. So I uh, also want to... I also want to make sure that you guys are, uh, who are online with us know that we meet live. Uh, we meet live on Tuesdays. We do the online meeting on Thursdays. We also have, uh, because we know it's a lot to take in and uh, uh, a lot to take in all of, the, all of the tribal knowledge over one meeting that we have uh, tonight, uh, we also want to invite you to a three-day training. So we sponsor a three-day training as part of the Real Estate Investor Association uh, I get to come and present to you. I won't be burning any $100 bills, so you can feel free to bring them. Uh, but I'll be presenting to you. My husband will be presenting to you. We're going to bring somebody with $2 billion in here to be able to fund all of your real estate transactions. And during that training, we're going to go over the blueprint uh, that at least two of you guys have tonight. So we're going to talk about the different strategies. We're going to talk about the marketing. And we're going to break down our strategies that we've used to be successful into our business uh, for you guys so that you can learn it and implement it as well. So we'll be teaching how to find those deals, negotiate those deals, ultimately fund and close those deals. And of course, uh, we'll bring in some of the other very long-term members of the Real Estate Investor Association uh, so you guys can get to know them. You can build out your personal power team. You can further build out your tribe. Uh, these are longstanding, uh, what, what we say, local, ethical, successful real estate investors. Uh, and you'll also get a copy of our business blueprint as well. Um, and we'll go through those 272 different things that we've learned as we've been investing in real estate. So we've got a uh, meeting planned uh, and love to be able to invite you guys to it. And let me see. So we've got one coming up in Houston on August 6th, 7th, and 8th. August 6th, 7th, and 8th. So that's a three-day training. 
And you guys can register for it. I'll put up, um, you can go to either TexasStarterKit.com or you can um, uh, scan a QR code and I'll show that QR code in the next couple of minutes. Uh, but we're doing it kind of a hybrid, like we're doing it tonight. So we're gonna have both online uh, people who are watching us who are maybe um, also, I don't, I don't know, it seems like a lot of people who come to uh, Friday training are also doing what? Work, working? Is that what you call it when you're multitasking, watching a training and doing something else? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be doing it live. So for those of you guys who <laughs> end up getting sick, I don't know. You guys are welcome to join us live. For those of you guys who want to join us on live, we're going to be doing kind of the simulcast like we are doing right now. So um, we've got several coming up, but uh, the closest one we've got, uh, especially for here uh, in Houston, is coming up on August 6th, 7th, and 8th. You guys can get uh, registered for it at TexasStarterKit.com. And uh, we're doing something very special um, that we started doing about 16 months ago. And that is because we've been through such a wild and crazy year, we are doing this training event for free. So you guys get to learn uh, from us for three days and we're gonna pack it full those three days. So we're gonna go from 9 a.m. until about 7 p.m. on uh, Friday and Saturday. We're gonna let you off a little bit early on Sunday. Uh, but we're going to pack it in with training, pack it in with material, pack it in with tribal knowledge. And guys, as we are uh, doing the market update tonight, I will share with you, I've got all of the four major markets. So Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and San Antonio. So I'll go through in a little bit more detail the Texas market overall. And then since we're here in Houston tonight, we'll break down the Houston market as well. So the sales price uh, last month in Texas was up 25%. The average was $391,000. Days on market here in Texas, 27 days versus 56 last, uh, last year. Home sales were up 7% to over 41,000 sales. Right now we have a 1.4 month supply of inventory versus three months last year. How many of you in here know what months of inventory means? I was like, okay, a couple of you guys, a couple of you guys do. Let me explain that to you for, you, for those of you who don't. Um, basically what that means is if we were to stop listing houses today, if we were to stop listing houses today, based on the buyer demand that we've had over the last 12 months, we would be out of an inventory of homes for sale in 1.4 months here in Texas. Okay, that's great. So what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you that our historical 40-year average here in Texas has been about six months of inventory. So again, in our normal market, if we stopped listing houses today, it would take us six months to run out of inventory. So again, this speaks to the inventory shortage that we're all living through right now. In fact, you can see it in the number of active listings. They're down 45% year over year. For the Houston market specifically, average sales price, 395,000. I will tell you that next month it will break that barrier and be over 400,000. Uh, I can tell you that because our pending sales are up and because our uh, total active listings are down, which again is creating that inventory situation. As you have a reduction of inventory and you have that significant high demand, you will see those prices continue to go up. Uh, days on market in Houston right now, 29 days versus 57 last year. Closed sales were up 14% versus where they were the same time last year. And I will tell you, last June, we had a blowout month here in Houston. Why is that? Because we were just getting out of quarantine. And even though real estate was uh, uh, declared to be an essential business, 
the number of sales were down year over year in April, and they were down year over year in May. That means all of the pent-up demand came out in June of 2020. So the fact that we beat last year's very high numbers in June of 2020 by 14% is a really big deal. It's actually more than that if you were to look back over the last several years. Uh, Pending sales up 3% year over year, active listings down 31%. So again, we will continue to have that inventory shortage here in Houston. Year-to-date sales are up 26% year over year, and the average price is up 19% year over year. So some of you guys with some of those uh, rental properties may see those values go up as the tax office uh, starts to make those calculations. And some of you guys may go from cash flowing to maybe not cash flowing, but that's okay. You're going to be crying all the way to the bank. You moved up. Yes. (laughs) So uh, the Austin numbers, I'll just, uh, just go through and tell you for the first time ever, The average price in Austin hit $600,000. Austin is now Latin for San Francisco (laughs) Uh, or California in terms of prices. Uh, You can see why, because there's 0.6 months of inventory. And uh, that's one of the big things that's driving that. Uh, Everyone's moving to Texas. In San Antonio, the average price, $345,000 up 19% year over year, Uh, 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 close sales up 5% year over year in Dallas and Fort Worth, which is the other major large market here in Texas, average price 434,000. The close sales in Dallas were down year over year. But again, remember that June of 2020 had a lot of pent up demand of going into it. So we're, we're looking at a month that had has higher than normal price or higher than normal sales going in. So that's why you're seeing that uh, there. And uh, also the same with those pending sales numbers. So I want to make sure you guys are aware of that uh, when you're looking at that and comparing it year over year. And again, also want to make sure you guys are uh, getting set up to get registered for us with our workshop. I've got the QR code. So uh, how many of you guys are used to scanning QR codes at restaurants now? Yes, yes. Yeah, unfortunately, this one does not come with a margarita or food, okay? But it comes with knowledge. And that knowledge, if it is applied and applied consistency, consistently, will you allow you to buy all of the margarita and food that you could ever possibly want? So if you want to just get a quick way to uh, get registered for it, we'll ask you a couple of questions. The reason why we're going to ask you a couple of questions is because we want to know who you are and who's coming. We also want to find out where you are today. So you notice as we were starting the meeting today, I said, you know, what are you looking to do in real estate, right? We want to look to and understand what you're looking to do. That way, as we are working with you on your personalized plan based on where you are today, based on where you're going, we'll be able to help you do that. So one of the cool things that we get to do at our meetings is to help you build your personalized blueprint. And we've got a couple of questions. So uh, we've moved the whole questionnaire online, a couple of questions, and we'll print out or we'll email you a PDF of your personalized blueprint based on the answer to these questions and knowing that we've had about 87,000 real estate investors come through the doors as Texas Rea. So we kind of, we've, we've learned a lot talking to other investors and fi- figuring where they are, where they want to go and really just kind of how to weave that plan. And again, just because of every crazy thing that's happened, uh, 
Uh, we want it to be able to offer it for free as part of the Real Estate Investor Association. So I'd love to be able to share that resource with you as well. And again, the first dates for us here in Houston, August 6th, 7th, and 8th. If you can't meet those events or if you'd like to go to one of the other places or even uh, watch it online uh, while we're doing it in the other locations in Austin as well as in Dallas and Fort Worth, I've got those dates up as well. And again, you can just uh, take a picture of this link follow the link or you can head over to texasstarterkit.com and guys i'm uh, very excited to be able to hand it over to my husband and uh, my husband and i have been investing full time together uh, over these uh, last almost two decades in real estate and um, he's the one who actually designed that blueprint uh, that uh, we ran around with. So thank you for that. And you can tell uh, that his mind thinks a little bit differently than most because he has uh, the perspective of uh, coming to this business from the standpoint of not just being a real estate, uh, not just being a real estate investor, but really being a, uh, a what we call a deal architect right so based on his background he was a double major computer science and electrical engineering so this will help you in terms of figuring out the exact step-by-step-by-step -step -step process for your business as a real estate investor and I'm excited to bring him up you'll love learning from him yes please give him a round of applause Thank you everybody welcome we've got lots to do so I'm going to go ahead and get going here uh, we're going to talk about the top 12 strategies that you would use in today's Texas market to make money investing in real estate uh, for all of you guys online we also have a big online audience if you are on GoToWebinar great glad to have you here if you're on Instagram Twitch YouTube Facebook live or even on our podcast we are also broadcasting live um, however, some of those platforms limit how long you can broadcast for, so some of those platforms will be shutting down at uh, some point. So if you want to keep going and you're online, you can go to texasreas.com slash live, texasreas.com slash live, and you can uh, go ahead and keep going on that platform because it does uh, broadcast past the one-hour mark. So welcome, everybody. This presentation and event is presented by Texas RIAs, the largest network of real estate investor associations in Texas. Uh, they say if you have even the very slightest interest in real estate, the very first thing to do is to go join your local real estate investor association. And the reason for that is because real estate is local. Laws are local. Contracts are local. Contractors are local. Buyers and sellers are local, title companies, power teams, everything about real estate is local. There's 30,000 books out there that teach people how to invest in real estate. They talk about how to do it anywhere. Well, how to do it anywhere is how to do it at 30,000 feet. But real estate is not bought and sold at 30,000 feet. Real estate is bought and sold at zero feet. So if you want to know what laws apply here and which deeds to use here and which contracts to use here and which neighborhoods to invest in here and which contractors to hire here, these are all the details you learn at your local real estate investor association. And my job is to make you all into educated and contributing members of this community. So why am I here? Well, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys today. Your time is valuable, and I'm going to repay you for your valuable time by sharing some very valuable training and information with you. Uh, 2003, my own background, I went from working a nine-to-five job that I hated to eventually making over a million dollars a year investing in real estate. And I've been doing that for many, 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 many years now. And over the next, oh, maybe 90 minutes, I'm gonna tell you what I learned and tell you what I did right. And I'm also gonna share with you what I did 
wrong because the best way to learn is not from your mistakes. It's, what, it's from what? Other people's mistakes, yeah. Experience is the toughest teacher there is. You get the test first and then you get the lesson after. That is not how you want to learn how to invest in real estate. And yet that's how most people learn uh, investing in real estate. The whole point of a real estate investor association is to share tribal knowledge and resources from other investors. So we're going to share some of the things uh, that we learned over these last many years. Encourage you to participate and uh, join uh, within this network. So what are we going to learn today? Well, how about nine different strategies to make money in big chunks? Sounds good, doesn't it? But I'm not here to sound good. I'm here to teach you. Um, one thing I'm going to teach you is that real estate investing is what we call a transaction-based business. And what that means is fundamentally you do this and this and this, you get a check, you do this, this, and this again, and you get another check. And usually it's a pretty good check. And you can leverage other people's time and other people's money and other people's resources uh, in such ways that there's literally no limit to the number of transactions that you can do. And you need to think about how do you do this in a scalable way. When I uh, you know, went into becoming a real estate investor, I think I thought to myself, I want to make a lot of money. And, and to make a lot of money, I got to do a lot of transactions. To make a lot of transactions, to do a lot of transactions, I have to remove anything that would keep me from doing a lot of transactions. I'll give you an example. I don't have an infinite amount of money, so I better not rely on my money to finance the deals. That's not going to scale, right? I don't have all the time in the world, so I better leverage other people's time. I don't have all the knowledge in the world, so other people's knowledge, other re people's resources. And as you start to think that way and leverage, right, and that's the whole point of a, a network, leverage other people's time, money, resources, uh, then how many deals can you do, right? All of them. Most people work in a job, right? The problem, the challenge fundamentally with a job is it doesn't scale. A job is fundamentally an exchange of time for money. The reason you can't get rich in a job is there's only so much time you can give, right? So many hours a week, month, year, literally only so many hours left of you of the rest of your life. So we're going to talk about how to do this in a scalable way. How about how to turn even a small IRA into millions of dollars tax-free? I'm actually going to demonstrate that right before your eyes. I think you'll be impressed. Uh, how about how to acquire $10 million in rental properties with little or no money and no credit? My wife and I have about $15 million worth of houses here in Texas. Uh, the majority of those properties were purchased using a strategy I'm going to teach you tonight that requires little or no money and no credit. If I wanted to buy $15 million worth of houses traditionally, I'd have to put 20% down every time I bought a house. I'd have to be a multimillionaire in order to become a multimillionaire. Well, I wasn't a multimillionaire when I started investing in real estate 18 years ago, so I had to figure out some way to do this, right, in a scalable way, meaning with little or no money and with no credit. Once you learn, again, how to buy properties with little or no money and no credit, then how many properties can you buy? All of them, yeah, scale. Okay, so great. How come all investors don't make a million dollars a year investing in real estate? Well, there's some problems. Uh, what are the problems? And, and by the way, I don't claim to be the smartest guy in the room. You're going to hear me say that. Uh, but one thing I guarantee I bring to this room is I've been to this room before. You guys are all on a journey to become real estate investors or to take your investing to the next level. And this journey that you're on seems new to you. It seems like an all new journey. But I'm going to tell you, millions of investors have traveled on the road that you are on right now. And they all make all the same mistakes, especially when they're getting started. Knowing that can help you from making those mistakes. So why don't everybody make a million dollars a year? Well, there's some problems. So for example, fear. Fear is a big one. A lot of people are just afraid to do it. 
I was scared to death when I got started investing in real estate 18 years ago. I'm afraid I'm going to lose money. I'm afraid I'm going to have to fill out a contract or talk to somebody. Fear paralyzes a lot of people right at the starting blocks. Another problem, finding deals. Good deals are hard to find. Anybody that tells you that good deals are easy to find is either a liar or a fool. Okay, the hardest thing about this business is finding the deals, but I'm going to show you where you look and how you find those deals right here in this presentation. And then finally, doing deals. What I love most about being a real estate investor is there's so many different ways to do it. I'm going to teach you a whole bunch of different ways to do this stuff. I promise you're not going to learn watching HGTV. So for most people, these are the problems. Most people never get past these problems. But here's the really good news. This is exactly what real estate investor associations are set up to do, to help people right, get started and get past these problems. So I'm going to help you guys get started, get past these problems exactly the same way that this network helped me when I was sitting in these chairs 18 years ago. All right, <clears throat> little disclaimer to keep us or get us going here. Let me take a deep breath. This subject matters for educational purposes only. We're not lawyers, CPAs, financial planners, et cetera. You should always have your contracts, taxes, business plans, et cetera, reviewed by an attorney and or financial advisor before completing any real estate transactions. Government regulations also require that I disclose that the results that I discuss are not typical results. I am an action taker and have achieved remarkable results, and the investors I talk about are action takers and not your typical average people. I believe average people don't take any action and therefore get zero results. Only you can decide if you're going to be a typical average person or an above average action taker. You know, here in Texas, we have a special saying, and the saying is all hat and no cattle. What does that mean? Everybody says they're going to roll up their sleeves. Everybody says they're going to go out and do something, but most people go out and do what? Nothing. Yeah, you've probably heard of the 80-20 rule. 20% of the people make all the money. I think in real estate investing, it's kind of like the 95-5 rules, like 5% of the people make all the money. But the ones that roll up their sleeves, the ones that actually get out there and do it, they don't just make money, they make gobs of money. Yeah, incredible amounts of money. Do you know in this country, nearly 80% of the millionaires in this country got there all or in part through investing in real estate? You know, it's really, really, really hard to become a millionaire not investing in real estate. But you can't be all hat and no cattle. You do have to take action. Roll up your sleeves and take action. So fear. Let's talk about fear. Fear is holding you back. I get it. I can, I can understand. I can relate. And I can help. In fact, I'm going to give you more than a million reasons why you don't need to be afraid to invest in real estate. Because uh, every name you see up on the screen is somebody who's sitting in the same chairs you guys are sitting in right now. They went through the same training you guys are going through right now. And with a little help, they became real estate investors. I'm not going to read all of these because it's too much, but I'll, I'll, I'll read a few of them just to kind of, you might relate to some of the stories. I'll give you some examples. Rochelle Swan, pharmacist here in Texas, came to the RIA, uh, you know, started uh, showing up at these meetings and uh, with a little help, a little training, she made $35,000 on her very first deal. I actually helped her on that deal. She is now a real estate investor. Uh, Barry Adelman uh, worked for Cisco here in Texas, uh, came to the RIA, learned how to invest in real estate, Flipped some houses, made $100,000 after five deals, and quit his job. He is now a real estate investor. Stephanie Gran worked for Motorola here in Texas, and she came to the RIA and she partnered on her very first deal, made $32,000. I partnered with her. Now, let's talk about this, because this is like some of the most valuable thing you can get out of a RIA. Uh, most people, when they want to become real estate investors, what do they do? They watch too much HGTV, right? They go get some book. They attend YouTube University, right? 
And, and then they try to go flip a house. Uh, they try to figure out everything on their own. They probably make mistakes. Sometimes they even lose money. Okay, well, here's another idea. Here's another idea. Why not partner on your first deal with somebody who's maybe done hundreds of deals before, learn how to do it the right way, and then split the profits? Now, I know what everybody's going to ask. Everybody always says the same thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why would an experienced local investor want to partner with a rookie? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm going to give you a rule of life. If you ever want to do business with somebody that's operating at a higher business level, a higher business stature than you, you're going to have to help them before they're going to help you. That's a rule of life. So how could you help a multimillionaire, experienced real estate investor by bringing them a money-making deal. And that's exactly what Stephanie did. She brought me a deal, and she said, what do you think of this deal? I said, that's a money-making deal. She said, would you partner on this deal with me? And I said, for 50% of the profit, heck yeah. And I got 50% of the profit. She learned how to do it the right way. That's called a win-win. And then after learning how to do it the right way, she flipped several other houses, made herself $100,000, and quit her job. She is now a real estate investor and I remember the Rhea, and a little bit more about that story, one little more detail. Um, when she goes into work to quit her job, she puts in her two weeks notice and her boss stops her and he's like, whoa, what are you doing, Stephanie? We like you, we like you, we don't want you to quit. Why are you quitting? And she's like, I can't afford to work here anymore. I make more money investing in real estate. So the next day, her boss calls me. Yeah, on the phone, awkward. <laughs> I'll never forget what he says to me. He says, I want you to teach me what you taught her because I don't want to work here anymore either. And you guessed it, now her boss Glenn is a member of the Real Estate Investor Association and a real estate investor. Okay, just one more, just one more. Uh, Leslie and Jared, 20-something newlyweds, they were given a plan. All right, kids, here's your plan. Uh, You'll go to high school, you will study, you will graduate, you will get a degree. You'll go to college, you will study, you will graduate, you will get a degree. Uh, and then you go get a job, you work away through your job and your career until you retire. That's your plan. And, and I was given a similar plan, and probably many of you were given a similar plan. Then they sat in the same chairs you guys are sitting in right now. And at the end of the presentation, these 20-something-year-old kids kind of scratched their heads, and they said, well, wait, maybe there's another plan. So what did they do? <clears throat> well, they came to the workshop, same one that uh, Shanoa is talking about, learned how to flip houses, uh, went out, and they partnered on two deals. I partnered with them, made $100,000 in two months on two deals. Uh, And after these 20-something-year-old kids made $100,000 partnering in two deals in two months, they scratched their heads again and they said, ooh, we like that plan. We like that plan a lot. So what do you think they did next? No, they weren't even in a job yet. They did 35 more deals is what they did next. On average, making 40,000, netting 40,000 a uh, house, netting is how much you have left after all expenses. Let me help you with the math there. These 20-something-year-old workforce dropouts, right, netted a cool 1.2 million bucks getting started on their plan B. Not bad for a couple of 20-somethings working on a plan B. They're now real estate investors. So I'm not going to read through the rest of these. I think you've gotten the idea here, but the point is this. Look, if you're invited to be part of a large, local, long-standing community of real estate investors, if you're given access to off-market wholesale properties to buy, if you're given access to the financing to purchase those properties, the contractors and specialized knowledge to be able to fix those properties and flip those properties, if you're given the most advanced training on this 
planet Earth on exactly how to do all of this right here, right now, using the strategies and network and campaigns and procedures that have been tuned and tweaked and perfected for almost two decades on how to do this right here, right now. If people within the community, such as myself, even offer to partner on deals with you and then split the profits with you, let me ask you guys a question. Um, is anybody afraid to do this? Can I cross out the fear? This is the interactive part of the presentation. Can I cross out the fear? Okay, I'm going to cross out the fear. So here's an easy question. Um, would anybody like a little help getting up on this chart? Who would like a little help getting up on this chart? Okay, that's what they sent me up to do. So let's, let's, let's get you guys going too. All right, <clears throat> my first deal in real estate <clears throat> was actually December 15, 2003. That's the day I did my very first deal. Been involved about 1,200 since then. And I'll show you some of the deals that I did that uh, made me some money. So I'll tell you a few stories. Flipped a house on a street called 10 uh, Burnham. Flipped another house on a street called uh, Corsair. Uh, did a renovation I kept as a rental property. Did a short sale, did an equity partnering deal. Did a homestead, uh, short sale I kept as a homestead followed by an auction option. And uh, did another short sale and a subject two. We're gonna talk about that. I kept it as a rental property. Uh, short sale flip assignment, another assignment. You know what? We're going to have to speed this up because we're going to be here all night. More short sales and more rental properties and more assignments and more flips and more renovations and more wraparound mortgages and wholesales. Let me speed this up a whole lot more. More wraps, more subject twos, more flips, more assignments, more short sales. Bum, 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 bum. All right. So what's the bottom line? I do approximately a real estate transaction a week. In some shape, form, variety, or another, I do approximately a real estate transaction a week. And what that does is it creates money in big chunks. Now, that sounds good, doesn't it? But I'm not here to sound good. I'm here to teach you. Fundamentally, this is how this business works. We do marketing. We do things to get people with problems to call us, to find people with problems, to find problems. If you're thinking, I don't want any problem, you're thinking, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. That's what all investors slash entrepreneurs have in common. We help the world by solving the world's problems. That's, that's what entrepreneurs do. That's how you have to think about it. Help people solve the problems and get paid. There were more millionaires per capita. Do you know there were more millionaires created during the Great Depression than in any other era in our history? Why do you think that was? The Great Depression was the great opportunity, exactly to help people solve problems. So let's get specific. I want to give you specific examples. I uh, found somebody facing foreclosure, big problem, and I gave them an out, an alternative, something called a short sale, allowed them to uh, sell the property without completely destroying their credit, uh, without having to bring any money to the table. And I made, let's see, $16,000 helping somebody solve their problem. Uh, REO, real estate owned, bank owned property. Banks do not want to own real estate. They're not in the real estate business. So I took this property off the bank's hands, fixed it, flipped it, made 36,000. Kind of had an interesting legal problem. By, by court order, this guy had to sell a house by Friday, got in a contract, wholesaled it, made $5,000, got a property subject to, no money, no credit, fixed it, flipped it, sold it, made 68,000, 5,600 on an assignment. $6,000 on a mortgage assignment, $10,000 on a wholesale, $2,800 on a small referral, $12,400 for a large referral. The way this business works is as follows. We do marketing, we do things to get people with problems, to call us to find people with problems. And here's the really beautiful part for every single different type of problem that exists. So let me repeat that. There is no exception. 
For every situation and problem that exists, we have a solution that helps them. This is about helping people, solves their problem, and gets us paid. There is no exception. We can help motivated sellers. We can help non-motivated sellers. We can help people that own their properties free and clear. We can help people that are hopelessly underwater where they owe more money than their property's worth. We can help them. We can solve the problem. We can get paid. Sometimes we get singles. Sometimes we get doubles. Sometimes we get home runs. Sometimes I work on a lead, a deal, an opportunity, a problem for six months. And after six months, I make $5,000. And I'm like, oh, man, $5,000 after six months. I could have made more money working at Walmart. Thank goodness I'm not working on just one lead at a time. Sometimes my phone rings and that phone call makes me $55,000 in 48 hours. And I'm like, oh man, I wish every time my phone rang, I made $55,000 in 48 hours. But that's not how it works either. That's maybe one out of 100 phone calls. So the question is, how often do you get 100 phone calls? Well, that depends on how much marketing that you do. You get 100 phone calls every week. Do you get 100 phone calls every month? Do you get 100 phone calls every year? Well, that depends on how much marketing that you do. There's two essential skills that you have to learn to be a real estate investor. I'm going to teach you these skills right now. The first and foremost skill is marketing. Marketing is generating the lead, finding the deal. You need to spend 85% of your time and money on marketing, generating the lead, finding the deal. The next skill you have to learn is strategy. Strategy is doing the deal, solving the problem. We buy houses, we help people sell houses, get rid of houses and mortgages they don't want or can't afford anymore. We do it in a variety of different ways. It solves a variety of different problems. So marketing is strategy, finding deals, doing deals, finding problems, solving problems. We use 65, I'm gonna teach you these tonight, 65 tested, proven, perfected methods to find off-market wholesale properties here in Texas. We use a dozen different strategies, tested, perfected, refined strategies to actually help people solve the problem, right, and get the deal done and get yourself paid. Over half of the marketing methods, by the way, are completely free. And nine of the 12 investing strategies are actually no money, no credit strategies. When you learn how to buy real estate with no money and no credit, then how many properties can you buy? Yeah, all of them scale, all of them scale. So marketing and strategy, finding deals, doing deals, finding problems, solving problems. Let's get started with the marketing. Uh, actually, first I'm gonna tell you a, a really quick story. This was my very first deal. This was the very first house that I flipped on December 15, 2003. And I'll tell you a little story. On December 14, 2003, honestly, I was scared to death. I was actually being coached and mentored by the two guys that ran the Real Estate Investor Association back then. And I called them both on the phone on December 14, 2003. I'm scared. I don't want to lose any money. Are you guys sure this is going to work? Yeah, it took two seasoned, experienced real estate investors pulling me over the starting blocks just to get me to do that very first deal. So if you're a little scared, I get it. I can relate and I can help. But I actually had one other thing that was motivating me also at that point in my life. I was in a job I no longer loved and I was in a career that I no longer loved. And I'm gonna tell you guys, if you're spending your time doing something you don't love doing, you need a do something different with your life plan. And that's exactly where I was on December 15, 2003. And a question I might ask for you guys is, why are you here? Why are you here? It kind of matters, actually. 
Um, it kind of matters. Maybe you don't like your job or career anymore. Maybe you do like your job or career, but you're just looking at your 401k and you're thinking, man, at this, at this rate, I'm never going to get the life that I want, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe you got laid off during a pandemic, in which case I'd say congratulations. Now you need to do something different with your life. Maybe you just don't feel like you're reading, reaching your God-given potential, whatever that is. Uh, but it actually is a kind of important question because I've literally been teaching people how to invest in real estate for over a decade. And I'm going to tell you, you've all done things more complicated than real estate. I guarantee with your degrees and careers and things like that, I guarantee you've all done things more complicated than investing in real estate. I also guarantee you've all worked harder than you need to make money in real estate. So if it's not the smartest people that make all the money, and it's actually not the hardest working people that make all the money, then who makes all the money? The people who just need this or want this sufficiently enough to actually do it. That's really what it comes down to. Right? And that's why I ask, why do you want to do this? Because actually, that's what I've discovered after over a decade of teaching people is the people that make all the money are just the people that need it or want it sufficiently to actually take action. So <clears throat> my first deal, your very first deal is in a lot of ways your most important deal. It's a life-changing experience, kind of like your first kiss, right? Everybody remembers their first kiss, life-changing experience, uh, everybody remembers their first deal. It's funny, my, my, my asset manager, uh, somebody who works for me, her son, who's 13, just went on a date last night, had his very first kiss. So I'm listening to this story. I know, I don't know. Is that, is 13 now the age? I don't even know. Is that about right? Yeah, so it's just, you know, we're talking about first kiss and, you know, it just happened to know somebody had their first kiss last night. How exciting. So at any rate, yeah, your first deal in a lot of ways is uh, your most important deal. It's a life-changing experience. So I'll tell you about mine. It actually took me six months to find my first deal. I was an unusually slow starter. Got it under contract using a contract I got right here uh, at the RIA. Bought it using OPM, other people's money, private money lender here at the RIA. Loaned me the money to buy the property. Got a contractor here at the RIA to fix it. Got a realtor here at the RIA to sell it for me. Uh, got a, an attorney and title company here at the RIA to close it for me. And I went to that very first closing. And I picked up that very first check for $15,384.26. And you know, when they handed me that check, it was like you unscrewed the cap, popped out the old brain, popped in the new brain. Yeah. You see, right up until the moment that they handed me that check, I was a real estate investor based on theory. And I wasn't even sure I believed the theory. It's like, I don't know about this, not sure about that, don't know about this other thing. But the second they handed me that check, I didn't know anything different except that I knew it actually worked. And, and like a switch flipping, the second they handed me that check, I became a real estate investor based on experience. Right? And what I realized when they handed me that check is if I did this and this and this again, I'd get another check, right? It worked the first time. And if I did this, this, and this again, I'd get another check. But the really big deal that I realized right at the moment that they handed me that check, right at that moment, I realized that I would never, ever, 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 for the rest of my life, ever have to work for somebody else. Ever, 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 yeah, ever again. Yeah. So if you're new and you're just getting started, here's my first piece of advice. You need to focus your energy like a laser beam on that very first deal, because that very first deal will change your life, right? Mostly by just changing your mindset. Deals two, three, four, five, and six, they get easier and easier and easier. Now, 
I told you I was going to tell you what I did right. I'm also going to tell you what I did wrong. I did make one big mistake right out of the chute. I spent all that time finding the deal. I found the deal. Once I found the deal, I kind of put my marketing on hold. I picked up some hammers, started managing the contractors, right? Finished the deal, right? Got the check, only to wake up the next day and realize I had absolutely nothing to do, except start the whole business all over again. And this gets me to my very first takeaway. And here it is, and this is the big one. The business of being a real estate investor is the business of finding deals. It's all about finding deals. Why? Because you make your money on the buy. What does that mean? That means as soon as you find a property, get it under contract, whatever money is going to be made or not made on that deal, it's done right at that moment. Yeah, you get your money at the end on the sale, but you make your money on the buy. You always have to spend 85% of your time and money on marketing looking for the next deal. And you have to approach this business such that the next deal is always more important than the deal you have now. If you don't approach the business and all the rookies always screw this up, you know, they, 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 they do a deal, make some money, great, but then they stop marketing. So eventually they reset the marketing and get it going again, finally find another deal, do a deal, make some money, great, but they stop the marketing. So eventually they reset the marketing and get it going again, right? Find another deal, do a deal, make some money, great, but they reset the marketing, they stop the marketing. And their income goes like this, up and down and up and down and up and down. You need your income to go like this, up, 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 up. And the only way to do that is you have to keep that pipeline constantly filled with deals. And the only way to do that is to always spend 85% of your time and or money on marketing looking for the next deal with the mental attitude that the next deal is always more important than the deal you have now. And hint, the deals you are looking for are not in the MLS. The MLS is the multiple listing service. It's the retail market for real estate. It's where realtors sell real estate. It's where all the people in the world compete with each other to see who will pay the most. And when you're competing against all the people in the world, I hate to say this, but some of those people are stupid. And you don't want to compete against stupid. At least you don't want to win competing against stupid. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I love the MLS. I adore the MLS. Why do I love and adore the MLS? Because after I buy off-market wholesale property, where do I then want to sell it? Yeah, on the MLS, because it's been proven that any property sold in the MLS will sell for the most that it could possibly be sold for. That's just never where you're going to find heavily discounted real estate. The very best deal in the entire MLS is rarely a deal a real estate investor would take a second look at. So, finding deals. Once I realized this whole shooting match, is about finding deals, then I started to systematize the process of finding deals. And over time, it developed 65 different strategies or campaigns for, for finding deals. Actually, it's not really accurate to say I developed 65 strategies. What would be more accurate is to say I found 65 things that work, and I started to do those things. In fact, I need to teach you all a really important lesson, maybe the most important lesson I'm going to teach you tonight. But for me to teach you this next lesson, first, I need to unteach you all something. So I'm going to unteach you all something. When you guys are in elementary school, if you looked over at the paper next to you and you copied down the answers, that was called what? Cheating. cheating. And you were all told that cheating is what? Bad. Bad. Wrong. Okay. 
We're not a bunch of little kids. We're not in elementary school anymore. I need you all to unlearn that. What am I saying up here? Guys, what I'm trying to say is, guess what? Cheating is a shortcut. (laughs) What am I saying? Guys, there is nothing that you are trying to do. There is absolutely nothing that you are trying to figure out that I and other people haven't already done and figured out. Everything, and I mean everything, and I mean absolutely everything about this business is completely understood. We know what's in the soil. We know the zoning. We know the freaking guys who write the zoning. We know the appreciation rate by street address in all the major metropolitan cities here in Texas. We know the exact letters to send to the exact mailing list. We know the exact words to say when we talk to somebody. We know how to overcome every possible objection. We even know how many contracts we're going to get for every thousand contract for every thousand letters we sent out. Absolutely everything, and I mean everything, and I mean everything about this business is completely understood. So once I realized that everything that I was trying to do and everything I was trying to figure out, other people had done and figured out, I stopped trying to figure everything out and I just started to copy, right, copy the top 65 tested, proven, perfected methods of finding these off-market properties. Now, some of these methods, campaigns, take time. Some of these methods and campaigns take money. Uh, When you get started, you probably have more time and less money. Once you get going, you probably have more money and less time. I will admit, I don't spend any time at all any marketing. I outsource 100%, but when you're getting started, you're probably going to insource more. So what are all these different marketing strategies? Well, let me teach you a whole bunch. First set of strategies has to do with direct mail. This is sending letters and postcards to lists of people that have problems. Uh, And you know what? Some of them call you back. Those are called leads. For every type of problem that exists, we have a solution that helps them solve the problem and gets us paid. And some of them say yes, and those are called deals. So what kind of mailing list? Well, you get a list of people that didn't pay their property taxes, people that are late paying their mortgage, people that have filed for divorce. Two people were combining their income to pay a mortgage. Now one of them's gone. Well, the one that's left is probably having trouble making the mortgage payment. You get a list of people who've inherited a house from somebody that passed away, people whose credit scores just went down 300 points, people that just got dismissed from bankruptcy, certainly a lot of financial distress there. You can get a non-owner-occupied list. It's a list of people that own a house where they don't live at the address of the house. Technically, they are landlords, and a lot of them are what we call accidental landlords. What does that mean? They moved away, they let an ex-spouse stay in the house, or a family member, a friend, or neighbor, and they inherited a house with a tenant in it. They don't really know anything about being a real estate investor, and eventually they're probably going to become a motivated seller. You can get a list of people who rent to people on public assistance. You can get a code enforcement list. You know, the city is already driving around issuing citations for abandoned houses, hoarder houses, deferred maintenance houses. You can get the city to share that big list of problem properties with you. You can even get an expired listing list. What is this? This is a list of people who hired a realtor, tried to sell it on the MLS, and it didn't sell. What do we know about these people? 100% of these people would like to sell their house, probably now more than ever. But they need solutions that realtors don't offer. Well, hello, that's exactly what investors do offer. So if you send letters and postcards to these lists of people with problems, some of them will call you back, right? Those are called leads. If you make them an offer that solves their problems, some of them will say yes, and those are called deals. With a website, you can get leads on the internet, bandit signs, 18 by 24 inch core plastic signs, see them all along the side of the road. Why do you see those signs on the side of the road? 
They actually work. Yeah, that's why you see them. Newspaper ads, believe it or not, still work. Email autoresponders. Magnetic signs, a little sign on the side of your car. You buy the sign once, you get leads for the rest of your life. Door hangers. You don't want to pay the postage for 10 cents a door. You can have somebody put a door hanger on every house in a neighborhood. Here's one that's pretty much free. Driving for dollars. Sometimes I'm driving around and I see a tarp on a roof. You know, they might as well be waving a big red flag. Desperate motivated seller, please, please buy my house. I mean, think about this. Somebody's most valuable asset, a house, has a serious problem, a leak, and their solution was to go buy a $5 tarp at Home Depot. How come they didn't replace the roof? They have no money. And the same guy's not fixing the roof, is not paying his insurance, not paying his mortgage, not paying his taxes. Sooner or later, an investor is going to pick up that deal. What are the other marketing strategies? Oh, wait, we have a special announcement, a special announcement. Actually, Chanel already made the announcement, so I don't really need to go through this much. We do have a workshop coming up. Chanel talked about this a little bit earlier. I'm going to be teaching the workshop myself, practical, actionable, detailed Texans, teaching Texans how to invest in Texas. Uh, I will give you all the dates and details uh, a little bit later. If you're taking off early, you can go to texasstarterkit.com. Uh, and register. And there's actually a whole bunch of cool stuff at the starter kit. We created a bundle of goodies, a business plan, a money resource guide. You can even get access to the online network where you can access off-market deals, post questions, interact with the community. All of that is part of the starter kit. And of course, the workshop, uh, which I will be teaching myself uh, along with my wife and a bunch of other Texans uh, teaching that workshop. So again, oh, and it's free, so no risk. That's pretty cool too. Uh, we're going on a tour. We're doing this live and in person in Austin, Dallas, and uh, Houston. And um, we're also simulcasting. So pick the day and city. You can come live or you can attend online. So those are the dates. And again, I'm going to come back a little bit later and give you more details about the starter kit because it's a great kit to get started investing with. So finding deals. What are the other marketing strategies? Letters of intent. What is a letter of intent? It's an offer. Who should you send an offer to? And the answer is everybody. I'm going to give you all your first homework assignment. Here's your first homework assignment. Tomorrow I want you to send 200 people an offer on their house. I'm not laughing. Here's how investors think. Ready, fire, aim. You make the offer and then you negotiate. You make the offer. And then you do your due diligence. You make the offer and then you look for the money. You make the offer and then you think about it. You should make everybody an offer. Why not? Do you know that here in Texas, every time you make somebody an offer, do you know you get four different options? Did you know that? You get four different options when you make an offer. You might want to write them down. Option number one, you can buy a house. You now have an opportunity you didn't have before. It's called taking a shot. That's what it is. You're just taking a shot. Do you know if you take enough shots on goal, you know what happens? Some of them go in. Even if you suck, some of them go in. And with practice, guess what? You get better. Yeah, so option number one, right? Uh, you can buy a house. Option number two, you can terminate the contract. Do you know that Texas state promulgated contract gives the buyer the unilateral right to just rip it up and walk away? No harm, no foul. If they change their mind, option number three, you can renegotiate the contract. Did you know that it's much, much, much 
much easier to renegotiate than it is to negotiate. Once a property is under contract, it's much easier to renegotiate than it is to negotiate. Option number four, you can sell the contract to somebody else that has money. Notice only one of those four options required you to come up with any money to buy a house. Just make offers, right? Give yourself options. <clears throat> Business cards, uh, FISBO, for sale by owner. This is cold calling. Uh, a lot of these people are crazy or lazy or whatever. A lot of them need solutions realtors don't offer. Well, hello, that's what investors do offer. Mass media, television, radio, billboards, expensive, but effective, especially when you do it with others. Pass referrals, other investors. You know, sometimes the best way to find a deal is to get other investors to find the deal for you. By the way, do you all know what I'm doing up here right now? What do you think I am doing right now? Yeah, this is called marketing, marketing. I would guesstimate, based on the number of people listening to me live and the number of people we have online, I would guesstimate, conservatively, sometime over the next 12 months, I will partner on no less than one, two, three different deals with somebody, yeah, you're waving your hand, you want to be the first one, right? With somebody that is listening to me right now. Average net profit on a deal, 40 grand, some more, some less, average 40, my share 20, means as a result of the presentation I'm giving right now, I should be able to put an extra 20 plus 20 plus 20, an extra $60,000 in my pocket sometime over the next 12 months as a result of the presentation I'm giving right now. Not bad. Better than a poke in the eye with a stick, wouldn't you all agree? And I've given the presentation before, right? So not bad. And by the way, you can all do exactly the same thing because there's people in this room and there's people in this network that have deals that are looking for money. There's people in this room and there's people in this network that have money that are looking for deals. Some people want buy and hold. Some people want fix and flip. Some people want short sales. Some people want wholesale. Some people want Houston. Some people want Dallas. Some people want Austin. Some people want El Paso or San Antonio. Right, All of the members of this community, and there's about 87,000 of them, by the way, are all interconnected through our online network. Do you know multiple times a day, multiple times a day, and thousands and thousands and thousands of times over the last decade, the members of this community post their questions, deals, offers, resources back and forth across that network. I said earlier, guys, you're not going to find your deal on the MLS. That's ridiculous. That's the retail marketplace. That's the retail pond. That's the pond with the small fish. You guys need to fish in the wholesale pond. Okay, that's the pond with the big fish. So then where's the wholesale pond? You're sitting in it. Yeah, a large network of real estate investors, horse trading, properties back and forth. Welcome to the wholesale marketplace. Uh, realtors, let's have the talk. I love realtors. My friends are realtors. Realtors are swell. But that being said, <clears throat> when realtors go to realtor school and they take all the training they have to take to become realtors, they attend all the classes, they watch all the videos, they get all the tests, not a single test question they're given, not a single class they attend, not a single book they read, not a single video they watch has anything at all in any way, shape, or form whatsoever to do with wholesale real estate. So let me ask you guys a question. Are we here to buy wholesale or are we here to buy retail? Wholesale. wholesale. So what's the problem? Here's the problem. Every day across the fruited plain, 
people wake up and they watch one of those stupid flip the house shows on TV, and the conversation at home goes down something like this. Honey, honey, we need to become real estate investors. Okay, great, what do we need to do? I don't know, I guess we need to go buy a house. Okay, great, how do we do that? I don't know, I guess we should call a realtor. So now you got this brand new real estate investor who has no idea what they're doing, calling up a realtor who knows absolutely nothing about wholesale real estate and is a perfect, if not textbook example, of the blind leading the blind. And they can both waste incredible amounts of each other's time until somebody figures it out. You're not going to find your deal with the help of a realtor. Realtors sell houses in the MLS, which is the retail marketplace. You need to fish in the wholesale marketplace, right? You need to do direct marketing directly to the, to the problem. Now, after you buy off-market wholesale property, I want you to do what? I want you to fix it up, and then I want you to call a realtor and have them sell it for you, retail, because that's what realtors are the best in the world at doing, selling and buying properties retail, right? Use realtors to do what realtors are great at, which is retail real estate. HUD scenarios, let's have that talk. REO stands for bank-owned, real estate-owned, bank-owned property. Um, foreclosures. And when rookies hear the word foreclosure, they're like, ooh, foreclosure's a deal, foreclosure's a deal. Yeah, uh, no, actually not. A foreclosure is just a house being sold by a banker. Are bankers desperate motivated sellers? Yeah, no. When a banker wants to sell one of their foreclosure houses, you know what they do? <laughs> they call a realtor. It's called an REO realtor. They say, stick it on the MLS and bring me the idiot that pays the most. I don't want that to be you. Right? We want to buy pre-foreclosures before they go back to the bank. <clears throat> How do you do that? Well, direct marketing to the problems, right? Fish in the wholesale pond. Or here's another idea. On the first Tuesday of the month, rain, shine, holiday or not, everybody that didn't pay their mortgage gets auctioned off at the county courthouse step, at every county courthouse in the state. And you know what? You can get a list of all the houses going to the auction and you can actually go knock on their door before the auction, and you can very often buy it before the auction for less than it would sell at the auction. Why? Because you're not bidding against 300 other people. Okay, wholesalers, let's have that talk. Shanoa had that talk a little bit. Look, here's the thing. When a wholesaler sends you a deal, and they say, this property's worth $100,000 fixed up, how much is it gonna be worth fixed up? 80, max. When a wholesaler sends you a deal and says, this property needs 20,000 in renovations, uh, how much is it gonna need to renovate? 40, minimum. When a wholesaler sends you a deal and says, ooh, it's your lucky day for a $5,000 non-refundable deposit, this lucky deal can be yours. You put down that $5,000 non-refundable deposit, I guarantee, with about a 19 out of 20 chance that I'm right, you will be losing money well beyond the 5,000 that you got started with. It is fiction. Folks, please don't believe fiction for a minute. When a wholesaler sends me a deal, I briefly look at all the numbers and I throw the numbers in the trash. And then I run my own numbers. And the only reason I even looked at the numbers before I throw them in the trash is I kind of want to know how much they were lying to me when I compare it to the real numbers. So I'm going to use some strong words because I obviously feel very strongly about this. It would be really, really stupid to ever buy real estate based on the information about the real estate being provided to you by the person trying to sell the real estate to you. Okay, don't do that. Nobody will love your money more than you. You have to do your own due diligence. That means when you analyze a deal, you have to use independently sourced data 
to come up with a good conclusion. So you have to do your own analysis. If you don't know how to do that, we will teach you how to do that. But I got to tell you, I said earlier, your first deal is, in a lot of ways, your most important deal. And that's true. But if you lose money on your very first deal, at the end of that deal, 100% of your investing experience will have been bad and you'll probably never come back for more. So don't do that. Bird dogs, Craigslist, uh, social media, friends, family, etc. Why are there so many different marketing methods? Well, would you rather fish with a hook or would you rather fish with a net? You need to learn to fish with a net. And the reason is because this business is a numbers game and now I'm going to teach you the numbers. I'm going to teach you something right now that it took me two years of hard work in the trenches to figure out. So I'm going to shave two years off your learning curve right now. By 2005, I had been real estate investing for two years. And I calculated in my first two years, I generated about 400 leads. A lead is just a name and number of somebody that might want to sell real estate. So I had been talking to somebody every few days, and then I did the math. And here's what I discovered. As a rookie, on average, for every $100 I spent on paid marketing, things like direct mail, I got one qualified motivated seller lead. As a rookie, on average, for every three hours I spent on personal marketing, that's free marketing, things like driving for dollars, I got one qualified motivated seller lead. Then I discovered very conservatively, as a rookie, very conservatively, for every 20 leads I got, I made at least $20,000 net profit on a deal. <clears throat> so let me run the numbers for you. That means as a rookie, every time I drove around for 60 hours, I made at least 20000 net profit. Right? As a rookie, every time I sent out $2,000 in direct mail, I got at least 20 leads, I got at least one deal, I made at least $20,000 net profit. Spend $2,000, make 20. Spend $2,000, make 20. Spend $4,000, make 40. Spend $8,000, make 80. Spend $16,000, make 160. Spend $32,000, you don't have to spend it all at once, by the way, make $320,000 net profit. And by the way, these numbers are over a decade old. In other words, it's gotten a lot better. Right, because the deals have gotten bigger because the houses are more expensive than they used to be. Right? So it took me two years to figure this out. But after two years, what I realized was, holy cow, this whole business is just a numbers game. And now I know the numbers. I now think about this business in a different way. I now see my business like it's a little black box. And we'll call that little black box a marketing machine. And the way that marketing machine works is every time I stick $100 worth of marketing in one end, eventually $1,000 worth of net profit pops out the other end. Now, if you had a little black box and every time you shoved a $100 bill in one end, a $1,000 bill popped out the other end, how many dollars would you stick in the box? All of them. Yes, and I started spending money on marketing like a drunken sailor, thousands and then ultimately tens of thousands of dollars a month. I have spent as much as $100,000 in a single month of marketing because once you figure out it's a numbers game, it's on. So I actually wrote a book later on about how to do marketing in Texas. We're not selling any books tonight. Um, I'm actually revising this book. We're going to start giving it away at the RE again. But I will say this. Um, <clears throat> there's nothing you're trying to do. There's nothing you're trying to figure out that I and other people haven't done and figured out. Leverage other people's knowledge, copy things that work. That is the shortcut. Okay, so we are right at the halfway point 
in this presentation. And I said at the beginning of this presentation, my job is to make you all into educated and contributing members of this community. And we do really want you to be educated, contributing, and participatory. We have these meetings across the state of Texas, and whenever we have meetings, we always have a bunch of people show up, and a lot of them are new people, and we call the new people tourists, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. They're just checking it out. Hey, what's going on over there? It sounds kind of interesting. But we figured out something a long time ago. Nobody makes any money just being a tourist, right? We don't want people to just kind of check it out. We actually want people to buy and sell and horse trade and partner and, and, and do stuff. That's, that's how people make money, you know, when there's, when there's activity. But unfortunately, I can't turn somebody into a real estate investor in 45 minutes. If I could figure out how to turn somebody into a real estate investor in 45 minutes, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, I don't know how to do that. Uh, but I can and I have on numerous occasions turned people into real estate investors in 24 hours. Or maybe more accurately, I should say 24 hours spread out over three days, getting through all the nitty gritty details of how this business actually works. Uh, and that's why the RIA sponsors the Texas Real Estate Investing Workshop. This is the real deal, local, authentic, long-standing experience, Texans teaching Texans how to invest in Texas. We don't teach one or two strategies. We teach the details behind all 12 strategies that are used here in Texas. We teach all 65 tested, proven, perfected ways to find off-market wholesale properties. We even teach 10 different closes. I'm going to demonstrate that shortly, the exact words you say to get somebody to accept your offer on their property, your solution to their property. You can learn how you can partner with me. We like that. We make money at that, right? And of course, other members of the network and how to access our funding sources to fund your deals. Thousands, and I mean thousands, and I mean thousands of successful Texas real estate investors have launched their real estate investing careers at this workshop, because this is the real deal, local, long-standing experience, Texans teaching Texans how to invest in Texas. Uh, and uh, we're doing it right now, in-person live and a simulcast, and we're doing it for free. So it's a pretty good deal. We're going to start charging again. When I say thousands of people have, have been trained by Texas RIAs, we've always charged during the pandemic. We started going online. Right now, we're still doing it for free. But that was until people start coming to the live meetings again, which apparently that's happening. So we're going to start charging pretty again, uh, pretty soon. But right now we're doing it for free. So these are the dates. If you go to TexasStarterKit.com, you can uh, register. Uh, you just register. You get registered. You can send any event you want. You just, so pick the date. If you want to come in person, great. If you want to attend online or any combination of the two, it's very easy to do this. And there's also a bunch of other cool goodies in the starter kit, and I'll share kind of the details of that kind of at the end of my presentation. So that's TexasStarterKit.com. You can also take a picture of the little QR code. You might have to zoom in depending on where you're sitting to do that. We also have another bonus. I'm just curious about this. How many people here are interested in commercial real estate for investing? Okay, so that's a whole different thing. Uh, Texas RIAs has over a thousand accredited and sophisticated investors. Uh, we can literally raise tens of millions of dollars rapidly, like in under 14 days, to do multi-million dollar deals. We've invested in over 140, Texas RIAs has funded over 140 million Texas uh, dollars in Texas projects. Uh, so there's a whole commercial workshop that we also have 
And the commercial workshop is taking place on August 20, 21, and 22. You're welcome to do that. If you register for the starter kit, you'll get invited to both the residential workshop and the commercial workshop. Now, for those of you that are getting started, attend the residential workshop first. It's kind of a part one, part two. Uh, you know, the, 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 the residential workshop assumes you're getting started investing in real estate. The commercial workshop assumes that you've been trained and you're already doing things, or at least you've got some, some decent training. So if you went to the commercial workshop not having first attended the residential workshop and you're just getting started, you know, there'd be a lot of concepts that we just assume that you have that you wouldn't have anymore. But at any rate, if you get the starter kit, we are also doing the Texas Commercial Workshop uh, as well, and you're welcome to attend both. And right now, they're both for free, so that's a pretty, pretty good deal. Okay, and I'll put that back at the end of my presentation as well. So, <clears throat> we crossed out fear. I talked about uh, fear. Crossed out finding deals, marketing. Now let's move on to doing deals. Let's show you how you actually do these deals. So, <clears throat> marketing check. Let's get into the strategies. Okay, there's thousands of books out there that teach real estate investing. Uh, you can read books and watch videos online for all kinds of things, like how to do short sales, how to do buy and hold, how to do mortgage assignments, auction options, how to do referrals, how to do wholesaling contracts for deeds, how to do lease options, how to do house swapping, uh, wraparound mortgages, how to do equity partnering, and of course, how to do fix and flip. And you can certainly spend a lot of time and money on training and education. In fact, my wife and I have actually spent over $100,000 on training, coaching, seminars, books, tapes, et cetera. Most of it was great. Some of it was not great. It all sounded great. But I don't feel bad about spending over $100,000 on my education because we've actually made many millions of dollars from our education. But I do have a little pet peeve at how most people teach and how most people learn this business. Because when you look at all of these different investing strategies, here's the good news. They all work. All of these strategies can make you money investing in real estate. That's the good news. The bad news is that they each only work in unique situations. Each of these strategies is the solution to a specific problem. But remember what I said earlier, your job one is what? Finding the deal, exactly, finding the deal. So here's a brand new investor, right, hunting for his first deal. Maybe he sends out some letters and he gets a lead. He gets a response, a lead, uh, leads an email number of somebody that might want to sell real estate. Well, if this guy had gotten the right training, he would have learned how to help the seller solve their problem by doing something called a wraparound mortgage, but that's not the training he got. He just went to one of those silly wholesale seminars and all he learned how to do was wholesaling. So he's looking for a wholesale deal. But he didn't find a wholesale deal, did he? He found a wrap deal. He doesn't know how to do a wrap, so he can't help that seller make any money on that lead. So what does he do now? He generates some more leads, and he, he gets another lead. And, you know, if he only knew how to do a mortgage assignment, he could help this seller solve the problem and get paid. But, again, he doesn't know how to do a mortgage assignment because all he did is went to one of those silly wholesale seminars, and he's still looking for a wholesale deal. Didn't find a wholesale deal. Found a mortgage assignment deal. Doesn't know how to do that. Can't make money on that lead. So what does he do? He generates another lead, and now if he only knew how to do an auction option, he could solve a big problem and get a big check. But again, he doesn't know how to do an auction option because all he learned how to do is wholesaling, and he's still looking for a wholesale deal. Are you starting to see a problem? This is the problem. There's 30,000 books and tapes and seminars out there that teach people how to get started investing in real estate. And what they pretty much all say is this. You need to get started by learning one strategy, and this is the best one. 
No, this is the best one. No, this is the best one. Well, whatever, you need to pick a strategy, learn that strategy, make money on that strategy. And then after you learn how to make money on that strategy, then later on you can learn the other strategy. And it sounds pretty good and it feels pretty good, but forgive my language when I say this, that is a completely ass backwards way to go about this. Saying that you need to get started by learning one strategy, learn how to make money on one strategy before you learn the other strategy, that's kind of like saying you need to go to Las Vegas and learn how to bet on one number on the roulette wheel. And if you make enough money betting over and over and over again on that one number of the roulette wheel, well, then you can learn how the other numbers work. Well, that's ridiculous. And yet that's how 95% of real estate investors get started investing in real estate. And is it no surprise that 95% of real estate investors give up before they ever get going? And about 99% of wholesaling. So let wholesalers. So let's talk about wholesalers. There's nothing wrong with wholesaling. Wholesaling is one of the 12 strategies that I use and that I teach. There's nothing wrong with wholesaling. In fact, it's the easiest strategy to teach. The only problem with wholesaling, it is the hardest strategy to do that makes the least amount of money. So literally 99% of people that get started with wholesaling thinking, I'm just going to make money on wholesaling, and then later on I'll, I'll, I'll learn the other strategies. What I hear when I hear that is I have a one in a hundred at best chance of ever making enough money at this to make this business worthwhile. Right? So that's what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with wholesaling, but if that's all you do to get started, I guarantee with about a 99 out of 100 chance that I'm right, you're going to give up before you ever get going. Because if you do something that just doesn't, isn't, doesn't make enough money to make it worth it, you, you're going to stop doing it before you ever get going. So this is what the bottom 95% of real estate investors do. Now I'm going to show you what the top 5% of investors do. My advice, play to be in the top 5% or don't bother. So here's how I do it, and here's how I'm going to teach you how to do it. I bet on all of the numbers on the wheel, and then I spin the wheel a lot. How do I bet on all the numbers on the wheel? I use all 12 strategies. I teach all 12 strategies. Why not learn all 12 ways to fill out a contract? Why not learn all 12 ways to solve a problem? You spend time and money, it's called marketing, to get somebody with a problem to call you if there's a way to help them and solve the problem and get paid. You need to help them and solve the problem and get paid. And once you know all 12 strategies, you can solve any problem there is. There is no exception. Motivated sellers, non-motivated sellers, people that own their houses free and clear, people that are hopelessly underwater where they owe more money than the house is worth. That's betting on all the numbers. And then what do you want to do? Spin the wheel a lot. What does that mean? Take a lot of shots, do a lot of marketing, look at a lot of opportunities, give yourself many chances at getting a deal. So how do you do that? You got to know all the strategies. So I'm going to now teach you the strategies. So let's get into the strategies. My favorite thing to teach. Oh, actually, first let me tell you another story. Um, this was my first big deal. After I was a real estate investor for just over two years, I flipped this house. And I actually made 291000 net profit, pretty good profit, flipping this house, which was pretty good. But the more interesting part of the story is I was actually the eighth investor at bat. What does that mean? Seven other real estate investors looked at this deal before me and then passed on the deal. How's that possible? How could that happen? How could seven different real estate investors pass on a deal, an opportunity to make almost $300,000? How's that even possible? I'm going to tell you it's not just possible, it's typical. Let me tell you the rest of the story. First investor walks into this house, said, I'd love to buy your house, but your house is underwater. You owe more money than the house is worth. You can't even afford to sell me the house. Second investor walks into the house and says, well, I'd love to buy your house, but you're in bankruptcy. I can't buy a house from somebody in bankruptcy. Third investor walks into the house, 
says, well, you know, I can help you avoid foreclosure by doing a short sale, but I can't do that while you're in bankruptcy. Plus, you have a mid-construction project. I don't do mid-construction projects. I walked into this house and I said, my, oh my, oh my, you have a lot of big problems here, don't you? Big problem means what? Big opportunity. You know, it took one, two, three different strategies to solve this guy's problem. I solved the problem. I got the check. My competition was a bunch of one-trick ponies. Most of my competitors are a bunch of one-trick ponies. One-trick ponies are annoying, they get in the way at times, but they don't last long. Guys, if you think you're going to find pretty properties just waiting out there hanging off of trees, you're smoking crack, okay? This is what opportunity looks like. A bundle of problems with a nice pretty bow around it. You need to embrace these. I want a house that was flooded. That's easy to find in Houston, isn't it? I want a house, right, that, that half the house burned down. I want a house that had a meth lab that exploded in the garage. I want a house where somebody was murdered in the living room. Believe it or not, there's a market for that. It's called a murder house. Yes, I want a house that nobody in their right mind would touch with a 20-foot pole because that's where I'm going to get my deal. So I'll tell you another story. One of my students recently bought <clears throat> one of those $150,000 Teslas. Uh, calls it, uh, and he paid cash for it, and he calls it his air car. Air car. H-E-I-R, air car. Yeah. Somebody died without a will. Pretty common, in fact, like most of the time. Uh, but they did have 42 heirs. And everybody said, there's just no way, no way on God's green earth you're going to get 42 people to agree on something big problem. Well, he rolled up his sleeves and it took a little work, but eventually he got 42 people to agree that a little bit of something is a whole lot better than a whole lot of nothing, right? Now he's driving around a $150,000 air car. Problems are opportunities. Big problems are big opportunities. That's what we do as entrepreneurs. We help people, we solve problems, and we get paid. That's why we make the big bucks. So how do you solve the problems? You got to know strategies. So we're going to teach you some strategies. Let's start with wholesaling. Easiest one to teach, might as well teach you right now. How does this work? Simply starts by getting a property under contract. How much money does it cost to get a property under contract? Nothing. Can we all afford that? I'm pretty sure we can. Now, after you get a property under contract, you have what's called an equitable interest. The contract itself gives the bearer of that contract the right to buy that property at the terms of the contract. So what are you going to do with a contract? Instead of buying the property, you're going to sell the contract to another investor for a fee. How much? 500 to 5,000 on a small deal, 225,000 on an average deal, 25,000 dollars or more on a big deal. And this, my friends, is a no money, no risk strategy. I've discovered it's really hard to lose money when you're not spending or investing any money. Okay, I like to teach experientially through stories and experiences. I tell a lot of stories. When you come to the workshop, I'll probably tell you about 100 stories during the workshop. I tell a lot of stories. So this is an example. This is Kimberly. She sat through the same presentation you guys are going through. She came to the workshop, the three-day workshop. She had to pay for it, but she came to the workshop, learned how to do this business, and then she rolled up her sleeves and got to work. And she told me about this deal after it went down. Here's the story. Her mom was visiting her from out of town. So she's in the car, car with her mom. And her mom says, Kim, where are we going? Oh, well, mom, we're going to get a house under contract. What? 
Kim, are you crazy? You just graduated from college. You don't have any money. You don't have any credit. You don't even have a job. What do you mean you're getting a house under contract? Don't worry, mom. I know what I'm doing. So Kim's mom watched Kim walk into this house in the picture and offer the seller 265,000 cash for his house and he signed the contract. Kim then took that contract and she posted it out to the network multiple times a day and thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Over the last decade, the members of this community post their deals, questions, offers, resources, back and forth referrals on that network. Kim posted this out to the network and guess what? Several other investors, members of the network, wanted to buy that deal, that contract from Kim. And one of the other members of the network paid Kim $17,000 for the contract. Okay, so Kim sold her contract for $17,000. Now Kim is a believer. Well, actually Kim was a believer. Now Kim's mom is a believer. Now, what would Kim have done with that contract had nobody wanted to buy her contract? What would she have then done with the contract? What do you think? Ripped it up, exactly, terminated. Ripped it up, walk away, no harm, no foul. But she didn't need to, did she? Now, the other member of the RIA that bought the contract is a woman by the name of Tatiana. Let me tell you about Tatiana. I know Tatiana pretty well. Tatiana paid Kim $17,000 for the contract. It then became Tatiana's contract. Tatiana then bought the property for 265000 cash. She had the cash. She kept it for six months as a month-to-month rental. And then after she uh, had it for six months, the tenants moved out, and uh, she did a renovation, a small addition, and then she sold it after owning it for 12 months. And when she sold it, she made almost $100,000 of net profit that she only had to pay long-term capital gains taxes, no income tax. Do you think Tatiana was pretty happy that Kim found that deal for her? What do you think? You bet. So let me do a little poll of the audience. Uh, by a quick show of hands, how many of you are cash buyers? Raise your hand if you're a cash buyer. All right. Let me ask another question. Um, how much cash do you have to have to make a cash offer? Zero. None. How much cash do you have to have to be a cash buyer? None. You don't have to have any cash to make a cash offer. You don't have to have any cash to be a cash buyer. You just need to know people with cash. So let me ask you guys another question. Does anybody here know somebody could call if you get a smoking hot deal to buy a big property for the big discount for cash? Does anybody know such a, such a person? Who? You. Yeah! <laughs> what do you think I'm doing up here? Okay, and in fairness, and in fairness, there's hundreds of guys just like me out on that network that would be pleased as punch if you guys rolled up your sleeves, got out there, got some property under contract, and pitched them back to the group. That's why we want you. That's why we need you. That's why we'll even train you, right, on how to be educated contributing members of this community. So let me try this again. By a show of hands, how many of you are cash buyers? Raise your hand if you're a cash buyer. Oh, fantastic. I love talking to a room full of cash buyers. Right? And, and the network, the, the RIA, instantly, instantly puts the people with deals in connection with people with cash, right? Instantly puts the people with the money in connection with the off-market wholesale deals. Welcome to the network leverage, right? That's how you scale this business up. All right. <clears throat> Our next strategy is a bit more complicated and a bit more interesting. It is called buying a property subject to the mortgage. I am a national expert at this. I may actually be the national expert on this, but I am certainly a national expert on this. 
And if you've ever heard of this before, this is one of the ways we buy properties with no money, no credit. If you've ever heard of this, there's a pretty high probability that whoever told you about it learned it from me. What does this mean? How does this work? When somebody buys real estate, how does that work? They go to a title company and they sign a stack of documents. Most of the documents at a closing are disclaimers and disclosures, but there's two documents that get signed that actually make the transaction happen. The two documents that actually make the transaction happen are the deed and the note. The deed and the note. Notice these are two separate instruments. Whosever name goes on the deed, that's who owns the house. Whosever name goes on the note, that's who's responsible for the mortgage. A deed and a note. Now, Normally, it's the same guy. Guy buys a house, his name is on the deed, his name is on the note, he owns the house, he's responsible for the mortgage, that's normal. He moves into the house. All the rights and privileges and responsibilities and benefits of home ownership, they go to him, it's his house, and at the end of the month, he gets a statement from Bank of America that says you owe us $1,000 for your mortgage, writes Bank of America a check for 1000 right? Bank's happy, he's happy, everybody's happy, that's how it works. And then, the guy goes on to get married. And you know, Texas is a community property state, so after the guy gets married, the wife is added to the deed. Now there's two names on the deed. Look at the tax records, now there's two names on the deed. But his name is still the only name on the note. Just because somebody's added to the deed does not affect the note, right? You go, go ahead, they're two separate different things. Uh, and then time goes on and things don't work out and they get a divorce. And in their situation, the wife gets the house in the divorce. So now something kind of interesting has happened. Now her name is the only name left on the deed, but his name is still the only name on the note. So the question is, as long as he keeps sending a check every month to Bank of America, or she starts sending a check every month to Bank of America, or a tenant, property manager, a neighbor, investor, friend, or family member, or somebody sends Bank of America a check every month, the question is, does Bank of America care who wrote the check? No. They're like, oh, we got a check. Came on time for the right amount and it cleared. We're good. So if you're listening to my story, everybody, if you're listening to my story, I just told you all the story about a woman, about a spouse, about a person that was able to acquire real estate with no money and with no credit. There, I told you I was gonna teach you tonight how to acquire real estate with no money and no credit. There's a perfect example. Okay, okay, so here's the really, really good part. You can all do exactly the same thing and you don't have to get married to do it. Because here in Texas, here's the deal. You can go to anybody, you can go to any homeowner that has any loan, any mortgage from any lender on any house at any time and you can make them a deal. And the deal you can make with any homeowner, right, that has any mortgage from any lender on any house at any time is this. Here's the deal. I will make the payments on your mortgage for you going forward. Or I will find somebody to make the payments on your mortgage for you going forward. What's the catch? The catch is you have to hand the deed, which is ownership of the property to me. It's called buying a property subject to the existing mortgage. And you can do this with any homeowner that has any loan from any lender on any house at any time. And the only person on this planet Earth that has to agree to this transaction is the person whose name is on the deed, not the bank. 
The bank has no say in this. It's actually federally regulated by the 1982 Garn St. Germain Act. Says anybody can do their ask to anybody. Anybody can pay somebody else's mortgage. So if you're listening to me closely, here's what you just heard me say. You can buy any house in Texas from any homeowner in Texas, right, that has any loan from any lender, and you can buy that person's house at any time, and you can buy that person's house with no money and even with no credit by simply offering to take over the payment on their mortgage or even offering to find somebody to take over the payment on the mortgage in exchange for them simply handing the deed, which is ownership of the property to you. And once you learn how to buy houses with no money and with no credit, then how many houses can you buy? All of them. them. It is a very scalable process. Guys, when somebody is in financial distress, they have a house and they have a mortgage. Is the house the problem? Or is the mortgage the problem? Now, owning a house is never a problem, right? Being responsible for a mortgage, you know, when you're in financial distress, that's a big problem. If you solve the big problem by taking over the payments or even finding somebody to take over the payments in exchange for solving the big problem, right, you ask them to hand the deed, which is ownership of the property to you. So it's simply agreeing to pay somebody's mortgage for them going forward in exchange for the deed. Once they hand you their deed, you own it. You can do whatever you want. You can renovate it and resell it to somebody else. You can wrap it, assign it, keep it as a rental property, and keep it as a homestead if you want. I've helped many of my friends here in Texas buy their very own homestead with this little or no money, no credit needed strategy. It's funny, I had a workshop a while ago and I was going to the airport in an Uber and the Uber driver keeps looking at me in the rearview mirror. It's a little creepy. And finally I'm like, can I help you? And he's like, you're Phil Grove. It's like, yeah. He's like, I came to your workshop. I got to tell you, I was able to buy my very first home because you taught me how to buy property subject to, and I'm now a homeowner. I would have never been able to do it because I didn't have the money and credit to do it any other way. So helping Uber drivers buy their homes, right? There we go. So yeah, simply agreeing to pay sellers uh, mortgage in exchange for the deed. Now, once they hand you the deed, you own it. You can do whatever you want with it. Even keep it as a homestead if you want. How much money can you make? Well, there's a lot of ways to make a lot of money when you're buying houses with no money and no credit. Small flip, at least $10,000, typically a lot more. And this is another little or no money, little or no credit strategy. Let me show you an example of a deal. This is one of the $15 million worth of homes that I own here in Texas. If I wanted to buy $15 million worth of homes, traditionally, I'd have to put 20% down every time I bought a house. I'd have to be a multimillionaire in order to become a multimillionaire. Well, I wasn't a multimillionaire when I was sitting in these chairs learning how to invest in real estate. So I had to learn how to acquire rental properties with little or no money and no credit. I'm going to teach you that right now. I bought this property subject to most of that $15 million portfolio was bought using exactly this strategy. So how did this deal work? The woman that owned the house owns a house worth 150000 She only owed 110000 on the mortgage, so this house has $40,000 of equity. She had the house rented out for $1,600 a month uh, rent. The mortgage payment, including tax insurance, is $1,100 a month. So this house is generating $500 a month of gross cash flow. It should have and could have and would have been a perfect rental property except for one major problem. This woman had lost her job. She was continuing to collect the rent because she was living off the rent, but she had stopped paying the mortgage. Four days, four days before the first Tuesday of the month when the bank was going to foreclose on her, 
I knocked on her door. Hello, can I help you? I'm here to help you. But what can you do? There's no time. They're going to foreclose on me. What can you do? They're going to foreclose on me. There's no time. How can you help me? What can you do? Here's what I can do. I can stop the foreclosure. I can reinstate your loan. I can catch up your payments. I can make all your mortgage payments for you going forward. And I can even repair all your credit. Well, that's amazing. What's the catch? You simply have to hand the deed, which is ownership of the property to me. And she said deal. Why in the world did she say deal? Because in four days, she's losing the house. That was a done deal. But she wasn't just going to lose the house. In addition to losing the house, she was going to get a little bonus to go along with it, something called a foreclosure. And I'm going to tell you guys, you don't want that bonus. You don't want a foreclosure. We call a foreclosure the atomic bomb of credit hits. It's the big one. It's the beginning of a 10-year nightmare. It starts with the sheriff and his deputies dragging you and your family and all your possessions out to the curb in front of your friends and neighbors. It's 10 years of dealing with the IRS potentially garnishing your wages to collect on a 1099 that could be issued against you for up to the full value of the loan. It's 10 years of having the lender potentially file a deficiency judgment lawsuit against you for up to the full value of the home. It's 10 years of dealing with creditors calling you, hounding you day and night to collect on the judgment from that lawsuit. It's 10 years of not being able to buy another home, buy a car, get a credit card, open certain bank accounts, right, uh, or even get certain jobs. It's a bullet to the freaking brain. And nobody wants all that. And I stopped all of that from happening to her. And she was thrilled. And the bank was thrilled. They didn't want the house back. They just wanted their money. So I gave them their money. And the tenants were thrilled. They didn't want to get kicked out of the house. They just want to keep renting the house. So I let them keep renting it for me. But mostly I was thrilled. Because for $4,500, which is what it cost me to reinstate that loan, I now own this beautiful $150,000 house. Came with a loan, came with $40,000 of equity, all mine. Came with tenants, paying me $1,600 a month rent. After I paid Bank of America $1,100, I put $500 back in my pocket. And if you think that's cool, my wife and I own about $15 million worth of these properties. Some of them took small amounts of money like this. Most of them honestly took more money than that. Some of them took no money at all. How many of you would like me to walk you step by step by step through how to do this deal? Raise your hand. Okay, we're all out of time, folks. I'm sorry, I'm being obnoxious. We are running out of time. We're almost done. We're, we're almost done. Uh, but I'm going to keep going. So I, I, I love this strategy. Obviously, this is one of the 12 strategies that we use and that we teach here at The Real. Like I said, you're not going to learn this stuff watching HGTV. But I'll bet you haven't figured out why I love this so much. Some of you are saying, oh, you're making 500 a month. Yeah, that's not it. $500 a month is not going to affect my life or my lifestyle at all. Why do I love this so much? What I love about this is by doing this over and over again, uh, over the last 18 years, my wife and I were able to accumulate a portfolio of $15 million worth of houses. Like I said, some of them took small amounts of money, some took a little more money, some took no money at all. In fact, this last year, I looked at our portfolio. It was a great year for appreciation, and the portfolio has actually gone up between 30 and 40% in the last year. In other words, just in the last year, we have become more than $3 million richer from having done this thing over and over again, this thing that takes little or no money and no credit. That's what I love about this. This is a strategy, a technique that can allow anybody, 
regardless of whether they have any money or credit to become multi-multi-millionaires. That's what I love about this. And, and, and when, I, <clears throat> when I learned the, the, the wealth-building power of this, I actually made one additional tweak to this strategy. Uh, I no longer buy these houses in my name. In fact, I no longer buy these things in these houses in my company's name. Now, when I buy these houses, I prefer to buy them in my IRA. How many of you were aware that you could do this transaction with your IRA? Okay, for the rest of you, you know, you can actually do this transaction with your IRA. Yeah, in fact, one of the co-sponsors of Texas RIAs is a company based right here in Houston called Quest Trust IRA, the fastest growing self-directed IRA company in the country based right here in Texas, right here in Houston. They'll actually be at the workshop. Right? If you come to the workshop, they can set up your IRA so you can do this with your IRA just like I do it with my IRA. So what happens when your IRA does this deal? Well, the IRA puts out the $4,500 reinstatement fee to Bank of America. The deed title ownership of the property transfers to the IRA. Every month, the property manager deposits $1,600 of rent into the IRA. Every month, the IRA automatically issues a check for $1,100 back to Bank of America, and $500 goes back into the IRA. But that's not the good part. What's the good part? Over the next 25 years, this property will double in value, and it'll double again. And even at very, very conservative appreciation rates, it'll almost double a third time. Something interesting happens to the loan on this property over the next 25 years. What happens to the loan? Gets completely paid off by the tenants. Thank you very much, tenants. In other words, every time my IRA does this deal, my IRA ultimately ends up owning an asset worth about a million bucks that by then I own free and clear. And because my IRA is also a Roth IRA, when I sell that asset in retirement, 100% of the proceeds are tax-free. Did you all just see what I did? I just showed you guys how to make $1 million tax-free from a $4,500 IRA doing one deal, one time. Helping a woman out of a horrible situation, helping tenants stay in a property they wanted to stay in, helping a bank not having to take a property back they didn't want back, all that just doing it once. The average retired person at the age of 65 has a net worth of 62,000 bucks. It's pathetic. If you just did this one deal one time in your life, you'd be more than 25 times wealthier than the average retired person just doing it once. But I'm going to tell you something else. I've never seen somebody do this deal once. 95% of the people will never do this deal. And 100% of the people that do it once, then what do they do? Then they do it again. And then they do it again. And then they do it again and again and again. Once you start doing this, you never go back, right? And that's why the 5% that roll up their sleeves and take action they make the money, and they make gobs some money. So one more time, how many of you want me to walk you step-by-step step through how to find this deal and do this deal? Okay, I'm going to walk you step-by-step step how to find this deal, how to get it under contract, which contract to use, which attorney and title company to close it at. I'm going to walk you through all the operational steps for doing this deal. However, it's going to take me about three days, so we're going to have to do it at the workshop. There we go. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we have a lot to learn at the workshop, but I'm also not going to just teach you that one strategy. That's pretty cool. I'm also going to teach you the other 11 strategies. I'm going to teach you how to renovate houses for free, how to make money on no equity houses, underwater houses, 
Um, all 12 investing strategies we use here in Texas, all 65 tested proven methods to find these off-market deals, 10 different closes. I just taught you a close. When I said to the woman, here's how I'm gonna help you. If I said, I'm gonna get somebody to give me their house for free, you'd all say BS, right? I mean, it sounds like a scam, is that really real? But then you start to get into the details and ask the questions and see the demonstrations and hear the stories, and you start to say, yeah, that makes sense. I see why people do that. That's an example of a close. Close is literally the exact words to say. This is not like something we're just dreaming up. This has been tested and refined for over a decade on how to do that. We're gonna learn the closes, how you can partner. We like to partner, right? With me and other local experts, uh, how to access our access, uh, our funding to fund your deals. Thousands, and I mean thousands, of Texas real estate investors have launched their careers at this workshop. Real deal, Texans teaching Texans how to invest in Texas. So again, uh, coming up uh, soon in Austin, Dallas, Houston. Uh, so we're going on a little tour. Pick the city and date. If you get the starter kit, uh, you get to pick, uh, you, you get registered for the tour and then you'll get an email and it'll say, which one do you want to attend? So we'll RSVP you to see if you want to attend live or online or some combination either one. We're also going to do something really cool on the tour. I've actually invited several investors here in Texas to come back and we're going to do a property tour on the Texas training tour. What does that mean? We're actually going to have people online walking through houses with their cameras on showing you deals. So I've invited, said, hey, who's got some deals I want to share with the group? And we're going to have property tours on the, the, the training event. Uh, and they're going to show you how they found the deal, negotiated the deal, financed the deal, the decisions they made, real time, right? Uh, extra strategies, how much money they made, and then we'll do question and answer where you can ask them questions and, and, and learn. It's called experiential learning. You know, theoretical learning is great, but, you know, seeing real deals with real people, et cetera, is very, very powerful. And then question and answer on top of that. And I will tell you right now, some of the people in this tour are actually multi-millionaires today as a result of attending this exact workshop. This is the real deal. We've been doing this for a long time. We've literally taught thousands of people, and we call ourselves Texans teaching Texans how to invest in Texas. Now, to get it, you go to the starter kit. Let me tell you a little bit more about the starter kit. The starter kit obviously includes tickets to the workshop. Uh, we have a commercial workshop, but we consider that kind of a part two workshop. We have a business plan generator. All of you are different. Some of you want to do full-time, part-time, commercial, residential, active, passive. You know, some of you are looking for income, some of you are looking for wealth, some combination. You fill in a little multiple choice questionnaire and this will spit out and generate a personalized business plan for you because real estate can do a lot of things for different people. It'll generate a personalized business plan for you and then bring the business plan, your personalized business plan to the workshop and then we'll teach you how to actually implement it. So that's pretty cool. There's a money resource guide, a Texas money resource guide. And the last step of the workshop, go. I'm sorry, the last step of the starter kit, go all the way through the steps to consume all the goodies. The last step is to actually register for the online network, and that's where you can post questions, get access to off-market deals, et cetera. All of that, and right now, we're doing it for free. The workshops are in Austin, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. We're doing a live and in-person and simulcast online, so you can pick a date and watch online, or you can go in person, or any combination uh, of the above, and that is TexasStarterKit.com. I do want to answer a few questions, and then the commercial workshop as well, which you'll also get invited to. So I do want to answer some questions. Um, if you need the picture, I think we went around and we, we said you can also take a picture and all this does is it puts the link on your phone so you don't have to type Texas Starter Kit, but it's really not that complicated. 
But um, I do want to answer some questions as well. Oh, um, please also join us online. We are on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. We'd love to have you join our social media. Uh, please do that. Um, event details. The event will be both in person and simulcast. You can do all combinations of the two. You get it with the starter kit. When you register for the starter kit, you'll be registered for the tour, which means you can pick which event and date you want to attend, either live or in person or some combination. The starter kit also includes a business plan, the workshop, training programs, money resource guide, and the online network. And you'll also get invited to the commercial workshop as a bonus as well. So texasstarterkit.com. Some questions, how much experience do I need to, to, to do this? For the residential workshop, we assume you're just getting started. Even though it is, gets very advanced, we assume that you have no real estate investing experience. 75% of the people that attend are rookies, brand new. 25% are experienced investors that tend to want to get their business to the next level, learn the more advanced strategies, and some more of the marketing. Can I bring a partner or significant other? I recommend that you do. And I will say, even if your significant other is not all that interested in real estate, do the best you can to bring them anyway. I'm pretty good at getting people excited about this real estate thing. Would you all agree I'm pretty good at getting people excited about this? I'm a pretty good teacher, not to brag, but I taught a lot. And it's not unusual for people to come and get excited even though they didn't intend. I'll tell you, uh, one, of, one, of, one of the people here, uh, she came to the event because her boyfriend dragged her to the event. He decided he didn't want to be a real estate investor. She ended up picking up the ball even though she didn't want to come to the event and she, she kind of pulled against her will. Uh, and she, she's now a multimillionaire today as a result of attending this event that she didn't want to attend. But the point is, bring your significant other if you can. And the other reason that's a good idea is, um, you know, when you start going out and doing deals, you're going to come home and you're going to say, hey, honey, I'm buying a house. And they're going to be, what are you, crazy? Right? You know, so if they're more exposed to it, they're just going to be more supportive, even if they don't do it themselves. What if the event is rescheduled? Highly doubt that's going to happen. But uh, we will call you or email you uh, a day or two before the event and RSVP you uh, because we just want to get a kind of a little count uh, so if there's any rescheduling to be done, we, we, we would reschedule you then. If today you register for the starter kit, you are locked in. We're about to start charging again, but once you're registered, you got your tickets, regardless of which event you come to now or in the future. So I recommend you get the starter kit, and it's free. Uh, how do I know this is the real deal? Uh, well, my best advice is ask somebody that's done it already. That's a, that's a good way to really know. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time. That would be a lot of people. Um, and seriously, right now, it's free, so there's no risk. So if you want to come join us, come join us. If you don't want to join us, I promise I won't be offended, but I will say, whatever you do, please do not waste time and money going to one of these what I call traveling circus roadshows. There's these guys in Utah. They team up with these guys on TV. They do this little traveling circus roadshow. That, I guarantee, is not a good idea and a waste of time and money. Uh, if you want to see what a thousand different people said about the workshop, uh, you can go to texasreus.com slash reviews. We actually invite everybody that comes to the workshop, give us a review, and then we post them all online. You can literally see over a thousand handwritten reviews. And I tell everybody, you give me a review, I will post it online for the whole world to see, no matter what you put on the review. Now, that takes some guts. Why in the world would I agree to put whatever somebody puts on a, on a review online 
go see for yourself. You can see a thousand of them. They're handwritten, they can't be doctored. They all say the same thing. 99 out of 100 say the same thing. This is the real deal. These people have been doing this for a long time. They have figured this out. And, 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 and you also hear a lot of people say, I went to one of those circus shows and I learned more in the first four hours of this thing than, than in that other thing. Uh, where do I get my tickets? TexasStarterKit.com. Um, there's some stages to consume all the goodies. At one point, you can even have it put into your calendar automatically. Uh, what if I want more help? The last step of the starter kit is to enroll you, again, for free into the online network. That's where you can post questions and get access to off-market deals, find lenders, uh, referrals, etc. So make sure you go all the way through the starter kit. And that's basically it. TexasStarterKit.com. I'll put the picture back up if you really want to you can take a picture you might have to zoom in to do that and everybody during covid we have a touch-free uh method of doing this you can do it right from your phone uh even by just taking a picture or you can just type texasstarterkit.com or if you guys are online there's probably a link somewhere around this video and you can click on that uh and with all of that i'm going to turn things over to my lovely bride who's going to wrap things up. So guys, did you all enjoy that? Was this helpful tonight? Thank you, thank you. Look forward to- Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com.